0: This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
1: On the road again, your shirt needs some explaining. It's Valentine's Day. Hope you checked uh, off the list of what you had to do and who you had to buy for. Coos, I hope you reconsidered sending flowers to your mom. If not, we should all just pony up and send some to your mom.
2: I get it. Yep. And I did. Uh, I did not send them. And uh, when I called her, I found out she's sick. So. Oh mm. man, double worse for you. Yeah. Got sick with son.
3: a broken heart, Coos.
1: Unbelievable. Awful. I did it. Reluctantly. What'd you do? Went to the store. Uh oh. Got some flowers.
3: Sounds like it was a super huge inconvenience for you, man.
1: Got a balloon.
3: Yeah. For your wife or for your daughter? Got
1: Sour Patch Kids for Kaylee. Got okay. a Hershey bar even for Ty. There you go.
3: Yeah, you have to include everybody.
1: Got it for everybody. And uh, did not buy a card because I refused to buy a card. Hallmark, <laughs> you ain't getting me on the card. <laughs> well, you, you could have made a, for a card. A card. You could have made a card from the heart, and man. I'm not making a card. Okay, fair I'll enough. I'll send a text. Fair enough. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody does <laughs> let, now? Let me ask
3: you this question, because I, I kind of encountered an, an awkward time today when uh, our UPS driver was dropping off some Amazon packages. So like, I was walking the dog, I'm coming in, he's literally by my door, dropped the stuff off, and we cross paths, and he goes, hey, you know, he, he pet Ava and everything, but then at the end, when he was walking out, he said, happy Valentine's Day. And I just said, all right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't, like, I, I didn't say it back to him. and, yeah. and like. And, like, in retrospect, now I probably came across, like, a little rude, but, like, it just kind of caught me off guard where it's like, do you really say Happy Valentine's Day to strangers?
1: I haven't been out that much today, but I was walking through here at the Prime Osborne here at the Jacksonville International Auto Show, and I have not said Happy Valentine's Day to one Okay, good. So, like, I'm not in the wrong, right? Like, I I was kind of taken
2: aback by it a little bit. I don't know, man. Everybody's been saying it here. I mean, like, coworkers have been saying it to me. It's,
1: yeah. it's ridiculous. Uh, Valentine's Day has got to be one of the dumbest things ever.
2: Get off my lawn, Brent Martin. <laughs> it is so dumb. I say we just do a second Halloween.
1: I mean, I was going to hold the Valentine's Day talk, but it was dumb. But it could give us uh, some show topics because oh, we of got what it. I bought. <laughs> uh, the the tiny conversation hearts. Yes. And this is not just for, uh,
4: for you to, to eat.
1: eat, to snack around. But Kuz has a good idea. He did which one of these hearts and their sayings has to do with the jacksonville jaguars player yes we could probably expand it into the sports world well
3: do these actually have the they doesn't have the writing on them do they yeah still okay, they do? okay they do okay sounds good
1: it says laugh out loud okay tell me be mine
3: See, because I went, oh, those, well, exactly, I, I went above and beyond. Well, exactly, because I went above and beyond, Brent. I actually you
1: did
4: looked up. Yes,
3: yeah, I actually looked up like the original ones and everything, and I found fifteen of them. So there you go.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. We'll yes. do that a little bit later, and you're invited. Nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. You're always invited on the show to uh, comment and have some fun with us on a Friday. Uh, we we'll talk about the Jaguars rookie class a little bit. I saw rankings. Uh, I think it might have been NFL.com, did rankings of the teams mm-hmm. in terms of their rookie class. And, well, you'd think the Jaguars would be pretty good, right? I mean, coming off of oh, a plus. part of the reason why I think Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone saved their job, uh, you know, Doug, uh, Dave Caldwell, especially with the staff, mm-hmm. is this last rookie class. And so uh, we'll talk about where does it rank uh, amongst the NFL rookie classes, and was it a one-time thing? One thing you have to be careful about with rookie classes, sometimes... It'd be like, oh, wow, great year. And then what? So are they perennial good players for a long time to come? And uh, therefore, that rookie class can help build this thing going forward uh, with a core nucleus. So uh, we'll talk a little bit of Jags football. Of course, we always do. We always will. And we will do the same here today. NBA All-Star, we can't do anything for you.
3: Uh, The Slam Dunk competition does a lot for me. I mean, yeah. well, It it did when I was a kid, like, growing up, obviously, because that's when you had the the Vince Carters and everything like that. Dominique. Exactly. Let's be honest. Nowadays, man, with some of the guys that are in it, it's just kind of like, all
1: right, you know, it it is what it is. Well, in fairness to the guys that are in it now, what else can you do?
3: Oh, Brent, you can all – I mean, have you seen a Powerade commercial lately? They're always – like, there's guys in the streets that are throwing down, like, 720s, Brent.
1: All right. I I feel like the (laughs) – are they really?
3: Yeah, yeah. There, there's a guy on the N one mixtape tour. Way to date myself, by the way. But there's a guy on the N one mixtape tour that uh, that they call him Seven Twenty because he throws down Seven Twenty. Wow.
1: Yeah. I I feel like the NBA All Star Dunk Contest should be on video and not live anymore. Sure. And then they can just like put this whole thing together and really craft it.
4: You That'd know? be cool.
1: You know, so like you you know, it, it, it almost like um, kind of the N one guys. But who am I thinking of that the kids love? uh that they do no 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 goose help jacksonville me out. giants help me out the the guys that throw footballs off buildings and uh, oh you're talking about uh, the dude D- perfect, dude perfect. perfect.
4: Yeah. yeah all right yeah.
1: so anyway but the kids love that stuff right? i know yeah so maybe you can kind of craft a video
4: and I'm put it together and then
1: show the video because it's just so well, hard they're trying so hard that it's even hard to execute the dunks now yeah and when you miss the dunk It really takes the flare off the thing.
3: To to be fair, that's what they do like in the X games for like skateboarding for like best street performance. They actually just take a video camera and they go around and just ride various, you know, areas and stuff and then they put, they kind of compile together like a highlight video. And I think, I mean, especially like with with the tradition of basketball, you know, you got ruckers park you got rogers park in chicago like you could kind of go around some pretty cool areas throw some pretty cool dunks down and make a pretty cool video so i'm not mad at that idea
1: like the
2: idea coos i like it i would say this year is kind of intriguing though because you got Aaron gordon and dwight howard in it so it's kind of like a throwback to two times that the dunk contest was pretty entertaining in the past you know say 10 years so i think it'll be cool to see those guys go up against each other this week this uh this year
1: yeah, I, I guess that would be um, good. Is the three-point contest fun anymore? Yeah, and, I, I think mean, people still Steph like Curry, that. obviously. Yeah.
2: Well, they changed know. it too. Like they added another shot from like half court. They like because they everyone's taking that like from the logo shot. Uh, I I think they're calling it the Mountain Dew logo. Or you, you have to take a shot back there, and it's actually more points. So there, there's more time and another shot um, on the huh. clock for them now. I didn't All know right.
1: that. Uh, well, there is that. Uh, listen, this one is a little. It's hard to get out of your head the Dominiques of the world, the Jordans of the world, even the D. Browns of the yeah. world in the dunk contest. And quite frankly, it's hard to get out of my mind Larry Bird in the three-point contest, sure. raising his hand up before the ball was even in the hoop, and he knew he won. You know, yeah. and he wore the warm-up jacket. I saw that on social media the other day. I was like, oh man, I should tie. Yeah, it's such good stuff, and you can't duplicate that. And, and it's hard uh, in, in so many ways. I think sports are hard to duplicate. In these kind of moments like that, especially, mm-hmm. like the NFL has really struggled, right, to, to try to figure out a good way with their Pro Bowl and what's going to entertain the fans and what's going to be new, but not, yep. but not put, uh, put the at players at Put the players at risk
3: getting hurt, So, yeah.
1: you know, MLB, it's still a classic baseball game. And, mm-hmm. and that's well, that why and we get the home
3: run bad. derby, Brent, And too. the home run yeah. derby
1: is, I've told you this, it is beyond good. Yep. Uh, the way they've made some of the changes to the home run derby and the electricity in there for the home run derby. So it's funny how baseball, even though it's probably the most backward of all the sports, in terms of not connecting yeah. with the new young kids and, and the hip nature of, of the world we live in, yep. yet they still have the best All-Star game and maybe the best All-Star festivities out of all of them.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously this All-Star game is going to be intriguing, though, for the NBA, just because, you know, th- there is something to play for, right? Like, uh, each time a team wins for the quarter, that team's going to be able to... Donate money, I think, to charities around Chicago, you know, and that's going to be in Kobe Bryant's name. So, you know, it's going to add a little extra um, to this All Star weekend, obviously, with with Kobe Bryant no longer being with us. So, I think that's intriguing from that standpoint, you know. I mean, obviously, it's going to probably be a high scoring affair again, and also, and and I respect what uh, you know James and uh, Giannis have done now for the teams because I get it. Everyone's saying, you know, Giannis' team doesn't really compile over anybody, and LeBron James has the All Star team. But what they did was they essentially went East versus West, you know? So they're trying to go back to the throwbacks of when it was the East versus the West. And granted, the West probably has a lot more talent right now than the East does, but that's kind of intriguing, too, from a standpoint.
1: Yeah, it'll be... You know, it's an interesting dynamic because you obviously have the sadness and the passing of Kobe Bryant. And I think we're away from that to a degree and celebrating and honoring him. But it's kind of an interesting balance, you know, even at the festivities like this. But definitely so much in uh, Kobe's name continues. And that will really happen this weekend at the NBA All-Star Weekend Festivities. I do want to ask this about the NBA again. I won't spend too, too much time talking NBA. But big picture, where does it sit? in relationship to the other leagues how healthy is the nba right now compared to major league baseball compared to obviously the monster of the nfl and i don't even know if we really need to compare it to the nhl i think it's obviously way above that so where does the nba sit in terms of growth which has been enormous i believe sure it's 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 i don't know if it's peaking but it certainly is at a in a very good place worldwide and where is it going well Let's
3: be honest, Brent. The NBA going into this season, they were in some trouble, right? Because there was the comments about China, right? And China kind of backed out of the NBA a little bit. And you talk about a global sport like basketball. I mean, I think the numbers were hurting a little bit for the NBA, you know? And as bad as this sounds, and I don't want to come across the wrong way, but with this Kobe Bryant tragedy, you know, it almost united everybody again. Regardless of what country you're in, like, everybody knew who Kobe Bryant was, and everybody kind of united in celebrating his life and just celebrating what he was about and i think if anything that kind of that kind of helped the brand of the nba again you know and and just offered that unity once more so as bad because listen i never want to highlight a tragedy helping out a business but i'm just saying i think it got people talking about nba again i got people watching you know now you have like the fresh players like zion williamson and john Morant and things like that so I think right now the NBA is sitting better probably than any other sport.
1: It was a sluggish start to the year because of the China thing. Mm -hmm. Zion Williamson wasn't even playing, and everybody couldn't wait, but he was out for a long time. But interestingly enough, to, to your point, two tragic things have washed that story away. One, Kobe Bryant. And at the time, I said, could Kobe Bryant's death almost propel the NBA because of all the good that Kobe Bryant did? his legacy, and, and how many people are talking about it. And I think in the last couple of weeks it has. That's a longer, bigger picture thing, and we'll see. And maybe we look back in five years and it's like, wow. Uh, I mean, it, it hit a new level because Kobe Bryant was such an ambassador for the game. Even in his death, yeah. he was an ambassador to the game. And not just the men's game, but the women's game, too. And then the other tragic part is this coronavirus in China has become such a big story. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to about anything else right now in terms of what's coming out of China. And and I'm not even saying it was on the forefront in the last few weeks or even the last month, month and a half of the NBA thing. That sure. was still months ago. But obviously there are serious issues and bigger issues right now uh, in China from a health standpoint. So kind of ironic in that sense that two tragic things mm-hmm. uh, have almost made us forget about that whole story and what we were talking about at the start of the NBA season. So we'll talk a little bit about that big picture. But that big picture also means where is the health of the NFL and where is the health of... Major League Baseball mm-hmm. at the moment, and I think you could bring the world of golf in here, uh, and maybe others. So uh, we will certainly do that a little bit later on. We come back. I got an idea. All right, what do you got? Speaking of this today,
4: mm-hmm.
1: quarterback rooms around the NFL. Three years, the next three years, not 2020 alone. Okay, but the next three years, who's got a better room? than, well, we'll compare Jacksonville's. Go around the league. Mm-hmm. And where do the Jags sit in terms of their QB room projecting the next few years?
3: Really wish I would have did some more of that homework instead of focusing on the on the the heart things the whole now time. No, The Tagore's play. Heart things is better homework. Okay. You don't need homework for this. No, I got you. We yeah. Need
4: to go down the list.
1: Spur the moment man, it's I like it. Easy. I like it. So uh where where is the Jags QB situation? Uh because we know this on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Jags fans are in love with Gardner Minshew. Yes, sir. That is a sure thing. Uh, and we're <laughs> in love with you. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, Action Sports Jackson. On the did you did it. <laughs> you wished me <have> Valentine's <laughs> Day. Rose on for the Osborne. Jacksonville International Auto Show. Right after this.
0: I know personally, I lost respect for those guys. Um, I think I would say everyone in the show in the big leagues lost respect for those guys.
1: Well, that is Cody Bellinger, the MVP. Of 2019, talking about the Astros as the fallout continues. I just saw a great uh, Rex Chapman who does the blocker charge stuff. Sure, I know of him. He just had like this whole uh, I don't know where he got the tweet, but it's really funny about the whole Astros thing.
3: About them getting beaned yeah, every well, time?
1: No, nah, no, nah, this one At I, that? I, I okay. think uh, he's like talking into, they're like reenacting the stealing of signs. Oh,
3: okay, I got gotcha. you. The
1: Yankees. Pitcher and catcher and the Astros are up at the plate. I got
3: on. you because yeah, so someone was on in someone's basement. Yeah, so, so somebody was on Twitter and they took the new bad news Bears movie with um, Billy Bob Thornton, like throwing the <laughs> balls at all the kids, and like he was putting all all the names of the Astros of the, of the players that are gonna get beaned <laughs> next year because obviously you can't cheat. So
1: uh, the uh, internet can be undefeated. The, the internet is always undefeated. You know what? The internet is always defeated
3: and undefeated because you see some pretty cool stuff on there and some stuff that can make you lose faith in, in humanity
1: real quick. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting at Tony Jefferson. Safety for the Ravens going to be released. I guess it's a big cap hit. Uh, also, I think earlier today reports Josh Norman. Saw that. Of the Redskins going to be released. Any interest? Too expensive. Too yeah. old. Uh, Norman's part. I mean, what do you.
3: Man, you all to talk about like Xavier Rhodes yesterday? Josh Norman, kind of under the same effect a little bit when he was in Carolina. That guy was almost unstoppable, yeah, right? And and even Carolina didn't want to give him that that max deal. Josh yeah, took a look at him. Yeah, goes to Washington and you know has an OK season, I think, his first year. But then you know it deals with injuries and things like that. But really, kind of fell off the the, the boat a little bit.
1: Uh, it's an abyss if you want to go to Washington. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And and have a good. Yeah, I mean, really, so many people, even some talented guys, just couldn't play well in Washington. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, listen, run. Listen, Brent... Jags haven't been great, but there have been a lot of guys who have gone to Pro Bowls, had good seasons yeah. these last handful of years, even with the Jags not being great.
3: And you're not going to find me talking a lot of smack about Washington because I'm hoping that Jack Real gives me a call for one more shot as a three, <laughs> a 4-3 defensive end.
1: Uh, maybe he will. <laughs> no,
3: I think I'm all set. We're good.
1: All right, uh, so here's the deal. A little little... Uh, a, a little exercise. Yeah. So you got Gardner Mitchell. He's in his second year. thought about this today, too. This is a different topic for a different day, but Gardner Mitchell, when's the last time he played, like, two consecutive years in the same place? High school?
3: Yeah, good call. <laughs> I,
1: mean, yeah. I mean, the guy yeah. finally can find a little bit East of a East
3: Carolina, focus. Alabama, Washington State, yeah, he's been everywhere. You know, the
1: community college, uh, yep. I mean, sheesh. Yeah. Uh, so... Maybe that's a nice comfort zone for him be a story that we can ask him about uh, when they come back in, in April, just that transition to year two without changing zip codes <laughs> and area codes and everything else. Um, but he is in year two, so the Jags have his rights for a few more years and on the cheap if he becomes the starting quarterback and becomes a successful one. Nick Foles, obviously... I think he's going to be on the roster in 2020. And for this exercise, I think we have to assume that he's on the roster in 2020. Okay. And then he's probably off the roster. So you're looking at a different quarterback in, in, you know, 21 and 22. My question is if you look at the next three years, 2021, 22, where do the Jags sit in terms of quarterback rooms in mm-hmm. the NFL? So you got the teams up right there.
3: Yeah. Just I
1: wish, roll down the list. We'll do it fast. I wish
3: I knew every single backup quarterback. Well, Patriots, number one.
1: Well, let's do it fast, and on the same time, I'm going to write it down. Okay. All right. I'm going to say Jags better or worse.
3: Oh, right? okay. I got you. So let's go New England Patriots, number one. I'm going to say the situation is probably better
1: at, at the moment. If Tom Brady? Three years,
3: right? yeah, to Tom Brady's on you know, the, the back nine. Uh, backup quarterback is, I, don't, I think they don't really have one that's going to take over.
1: Uh, it's uh, Stidham right now. Stidham.
3: So let's go with uh, Jaguars are better. You know
1: what? I like it, too. I, I don't know if I like it in 2020. Yeah. But I think I might like it in 21 and 22. I, yep. I, I feel more confident that I, I think I know it, what it might be.
4: Yeah. Okay.
1: By the way, this Jags is a tough one to predict because we this could be a reset at the position in 2021. Correct. If, if Minshew doesn't win the job, doesn't play, or if he does play and he's not very good, the Jags could be resetting the position entirely.
3: Well, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of this what I'm about to you know we're about to break down here is assuming that Gardner Minshew does you know. I think we have to assume that. prevail from his rookie year and actually gets better um his second. I year. think
1: given the I think we have to assume one of them does halfway decent. Yeah. And is in the is locked into the job going forward.
3: On uh, the Buffalo Bills,
1: I got. To, I tell you what,
3: and it's crazy to think like Josh Allen. But you know what? And I
1: would like to homer her up here and say, I think the Jags, and and I think I would take the Jags situation. Okay. But I think off the trend, mm-hmm. Allen had a nice year in year two. Yep. And so I'm going to say. I, I'm more comfortable if I'm Buffalo because I've got my guy and I know who my guy is.
3: And listen, and I've been very adamant about this, and hopefully Kuz, um saved the sound. I think the Bills going forward are going to be the real deal because I think they're going to be like the diet Baltimore Ravens a little bit. And you can do a lot of things with Josh Allen that, you know, obviously he's not a bona fide Lamar Jackson type, but once again, he can do a lot of things um, with his legs at all. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but yeah. I think Buffalo's QB situation is better.
1: Yeah, this day and age, when if you can run for 60, 70, 80 yards in a game, you are so dangerous, even if you're not throwing for 250 or 300. Yeah. He fits that bill if you use him right, if yep. you use him correctly. What about Miami? Uh, Miami, no. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we th- depending th- th- the who they,
3: months, they yeah, yeah, draft, yeah. But, but, right but now, no. the way it looks, absolutely not. And then the, the New York Jets also... Uh, I think the Jaguars are in a bad situation as well. Really? Yeah, I'm I, I'm not a firm believer on Sam Darnold, man. I'm, I'm just not right now. Anytime you see it, you're saying ghosts and stuff like that, um, and I get it. Every quarterback says that, but I, I don't know, man. I, I just and maybe a lot it has to do with Gase as well. But I think Jacksonville's QB situation is better than the Jets.
1: Um. All right. I disagree. Yeah. I okay. would take Sam Darnold at this point. I think he's more of a known commodity with a little bit of experience, and I think I could buy into some Sam Sam Darnold if they're better. Uh, and by the way, they did okay down the stretch. You know, he yeah. kind of bounced back a little bit from that whole mess. Um. That uh, included the loss of the Jets. But but Jaguars.
3: keep in mind the two, Brent. I'm also taking in mind that they have Nick Foles as well. Yeah, okay. Nice, I mean, yeah, come on. Okay, listen, this is a good debatable a- yeah. one. I think
1: because, it's a debatable one. On, uh, J- I'm going to just say Jets for now because I just haven't seen enough, and I know they're committed for the next couple of years. Okay. Um, so okay, go next.
3: AFC West. One. We got the Chiefs. Obviously, better situation. Yes. Patrick Mahomes is going to be there for a while. This one's interesting. The Denver Broncos. I'm
1: going to say Jags.
3: Well, I mean, this let's be honest here, Brent. This all depends who do you think is going to be the better quarterback, Drew Locke or Gardner Minshew? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Not right only now. that,
1: who, but Drew Locke had a nice four games. Yeah. I think overall, Minshew had the better season. Like, he got in there quicker, he yeah. was able to establish himself quicker. For whatever reason, they didn't want to go to lock quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, they went even after Flacco, they didn't want to. Yeah. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take uh, mitchu and, and Foles combination over Denver. I'll probably
3: take the Jaguars too. But you know what's interesting? And I remember talking to Ryan O'Halloran about this. When we compared, if I was to compare the Jacksonville Jaguars preseason to any team, I picked the Denver Broncos because I thought they'd be able to run the ball, obviously, and play solid defense. Well, it's fast forward now to the end of the season. It turns out they're kind of the same teams a little bit, but they got they, they relied more, I think, on want the pass, actually, than with the run game.
1: Very good. Uh, what about Oakland? Oh, I'm, I'm taking the Jaguars. Yeah. Um,
3: th- there's rumors that Derek Carr might want to be traded or, like, they want to get rid of him, so I'm taking the Jaguars
1: all You day. know why I like, I like the Jags in this one? I think Derek Carr's okay at times, but I don't feel like they like him. I know. Like... Where does all this stuff come from where he wants out or they want something different or they might be interested in Tom Brady, like if he hits the market? Yeah. So I, I don't know if they like him. All right, the Chargers now, they don't have Rivers. This is interesting to me because they are saying that they might go with Tyrod Taylor. They, they think mm-hmm. he's a he's a capable starter. I've had this debate for several years. <laughs> and I am not a Tyrod Taylor fan. I yeah. really am not. Now, that being said, if we're going to the the – Josh Allen's of the world and the young quarterbacks that can run and might not be throwing it for 300 he could fit that he can do some of those things and he doesn't make mistakes my problem with Tyrod Taylor is he also doesn't throw it past five yards down the field yeah that's why he doesn't make mistakes mm-hmm. at least that's the way he was will he be a different and a more veteran experienced and, and willing to take chance guy and I have to see it first before I believe it. I'm just not a fan I, I guess I'm, I'm not a Tyrod Taylor fan and I've debated this over the years, but I don't. I
3: don't yeah, like Yeah, I mean, I I think he's a decent quarterback, but is he the guy that can get get you over the edge and make that playoff run? We saw it happen last or a couple of years ago when Buff when Buffalo came to Jacksonville in the playoffs, what he did. So yeah, I'm taking the Jaguars all day over the Chargers, all especially right. losing Philip Rivers.
1: AFC North, Baltimore, no, no, that's, just, that's a quick conversation. How about Cleveland?
3: No, absolutely not. And then the Bengals obviously I mean more than likely get Joe Burrows, but until they get him, uh Jack yeah, a I think
1: we have to assume they're gonna get Burrow. Would okay. you rather have Burrow right now or a mitchu Foles room? I
3: mean, I think you have to go Burrow. I do too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to be kind of like that Andrew Luck type was, where it's like he's, you know, he's just, you know, what he's going to do coming out of college. You know what he's capable of. But it's so ironic, though, man, because nobody was talking about Joe Burrow um, during the college football preseason. I know. You know, he was on nobody's radar, and all of a sudden we're here talking about he's going to be the bona fide number one pick. Insane.
1: Here's the deal uh, we just got swept by the ASC North. Sure. Pittsburgh's got Ben Roethlisberger. But I mean, but are you buying that? I'm buying it for the next couple of years. Yeah. I okay. Am. At least two out of those three. Okay. I still would take that. Yeah. Okay. You're
3: not. I'm. I'm actually not. No. Especially with listen. I mean, and I get it when Mason Rudolph came in. Um, that offense was stagnant. But you have to really wonder: Is Juju Smith-Schuster going to be the real deal at that one receiver spot?
1: Yeah. I I'll go with Ben. Okay. And by the way, I, I think I'm changing around one thing. I I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy. Yeah. And I'll take the Jags room over Mayfield with all the baggage and garbage and all the rest. Yep. So uh I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you okay. on, on that one. Okay, so that finishes up the uh AFC.
3: Well let's Listen. go to AFC South quick.
1: Oh yeah, shoot. We gotta do that. Um Indy. Uh
3: yeah, I mean we don't know what Indy's gonna do, so yeah, I, I would say I would take Minch over
1: versus, ah yeah, I'll take yes, Minshew and Bulls set. Yep. All right, Houston, no. No. Uh, who's the other team? Tennessee. <laughs> uh, I, I, you should I know I by now. Those. They almost went to the I Super Bowl. I erased those guys from my mind. sure you did. Here's the deal, man. I think they, Tennessee's in a dangerous position. They are in the Jaguars-Blake Bortles position. Correct. And I saw that play out negatively here. Yes. Even though I understood what they were doing at the time and thought that was probably the right move at the time to <laughs> give him another crack at it. Yeah. That was that was not a um, a purposeful cough, <laughs> although it fit pretty well in the conversation. Yeah. It's, it's all right, man.
3: It, it's Friday. We're almost there. We got one foot in the
1: parking lot. It kind of fit the conversation. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to take the Jags room over Tennessee. One because of my hatred for the Titans, and two because I think they could really mess this up. It's a tough spot for them to be in with
3: Yeah, and I think right now if you look at both rooms As far as the backups are concerned too I think I would take, honestly, Foles over Mariota And I think if you're like a team Like if the Chicago Bears are in the market For maybe a veteran backup quarterback I think teams would probably lean more towards Foles Than they would Mariota
1: I got a question for you, a sidebar question Who would you If you're a team Looking for a backup QB Who would you rather have? Blake Portals or Marcus Mariota?
4: Oof.
3: Honestly, I would probably go with Marcus Mariota. You would? I would. I mean, and, and listen, that's that's very ballsy on my part because the injury history obviously favors Bortles, but I'd probably go Mariota.
1: Yeah, he's another guy I just really don't have, I don't like. Yeah, him. well, and I get I it, mean, you know. He just hasn't done anything for me that, that's like, again, he's a legs guy, you know, that can, he help, is, that can and, help
3: beat you with the legs, but yeah. so can Blake. True. Yeah, I'm still going Mariota man.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's when my affinity for Blake maybe comes back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that, that
3: was obviously happening before I got here, but I heard it was uh, it was pretty deep. Did you wish him a happy Valentine's Day?
1: I didn't. No, oh, okay. No, no. I'm beyond that. Okay. <laughs> um, You're beyond that. But I think this is a serious question I thought about the other day, and, yeah. and so since we were talking about it, I was like, like Mariota, is he going to have a lot of value out there? I guess that's kind of what I was saying, but mm-hmm. I, I figure, well, okay, comp it to a guy like Blake. I mean, yeah. these are guys that, are, that haven't worked out as starters. People don't trust them. Have they, I mean, Blake's resume says a heck of a lot more. Correct. I, I think, than Mariota. I don't have numbers in front of me, but it feels like it. Though. Well, it says it's an AFC Championship game, so it certainly says more. Than a now. little more. But that was just maybe a blip. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I think most people, at, at, it's kind of like, you know, when I asked the steroid question versus sign-stealing yesterday, it's like at first bluff you're like, oh, no, definitely steroids. Yeah. Then you think about it, it's like, ah, maybe that sign-stealing did have more of an advantage. Well, this one it's like, oh, no, I'm not picking bike portals. Yeah. But really, are you picking Marcus Mariota? I mean, you really want to go? Do I mean, feel good I'm about not that? super
3: pumped about any of them, to tell you the truth. Oh, but the yeah. But, but that's a backup I situation think,
1: in the NFL most of yeah, the time anyway.
3: I just think with Mariota's running ability, where he's, a, I think he's a little more, uh, I, I guess, I mean, he's quicker than Bortles, I would yeah, say. Yeah, he's more accurate. He's, he's more, more accurate, accurate.
1: So, yeah, so I'll probably go right. Mariota. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm trying to help you, Blake. Uh, all right. When we come back, we go to the NFC. We just did the AFC. I'll tally some numbers. We'll go to the NFC. Are the Jag- is the Jags room better than some teams in the NFC, and more than you think? Who would you take? We we'll continue that conversation. We're live at the Jacksonville International Auto Show here on a Friday. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety. Come on by, say hello.
3: Sitting next to some nice looking Volkswagens right now.
1: Absolutely, we got the Porsche over Those there. Those V Dubs, some VW, BMWs right there. We got we got a little bit of everything.
3: What do you think, man? Are you gonna flex and buy something here?
1: I'm going home with a car.
3: Okay. Happy Valentine's but Day. I made it, uh,
1: Hot wire it and blast <laughs> it out of here. A
3: little fast and furious style. Let's get it.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. More quarterback talk. Jags quarterback versus everybody else. Next on ESPN 690.
4: First of all, great deal, man. Solid citizen. You don't have to ever worry about Joe. Joe's a leader. Or Joe's going to come to work. He's going to give you his best every day. He's very smart. He's going to go home and study. He's going to come back tomorrow and do it again. Very serious. The Joe Bar that you saw in the interviews, joking around at the end and having fun is very rare. Uh, he's a very serious young man who is uh, very, very competitive, wants to be great, and he makes everybody around him good. They'll be getting a great player.
3: That was head coach Ed Orgeron talking about uh, his former quarterback, Joe Burrow. And listen, I understand there's a lot of coach speak in there. Obviously, you have to have your back for your guy and promote him. But I really do think that's genuine. You know, I think Joe Burrow is kind of that all-American type of dude. Um, You know, that classic yes-sir, no-sir type of personality. But, you know, it, it is kind of interesting, though, because you hear some of these rumors, and that's all they are, Brent, right now is they're just rumors. But there are some, you know, rumors going around that he doesn't want to go to Cincinnati. And, and to me, that's kind of crazy because he grew up around that area. But I think it comes down to the fact that he looks at the organization right now, and especially coming from winning a national championship where you're accustomed to winning all the time, and then going to Cincinnati where, let's be honest, you got to start building back up. Maybe he doesn't want to do that, a la Eli Manning yeah. um, when he was supposed to go to San Diego.
1: But you have to get a dance partner. Like in that situation, they both had quarterbacks. It was Rivers and Manning. Correct. Right? So you had a dance partner there. What? It, let's say Joe Burrow does not want to go to Cincinnati. Well, where does he want to go? Mm-hmm. Miami? Well, they've sucked, too, for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, for yeah. 20 years, they've been terrible. Mm-hmm. No difference. Cincinnati's actually been better. Yeah, believe it or not, they made the postseason like five, six years in a row. Just couldn't win a game, so I don't understand if I'm Burrow, like you're going to a not great situation, an organization that most likely hasn't been that great. That's the price way. you pay for being the most coveted quarterback, and that's you, your task with trying to fix that. Yeah, now same thing with Eli at the time. I mean, do you want to go to New York, and do you instead of San Diego? And now that was a big ownership thing because mm-hmm. San Diego. Ownership wise versus the Giants, ownership wise, two different things. Yeah. Well, well I don't and, know and if there's and, that well, feeling in Cincinnati. Maybe there is. We don't yeah. hear about it as much. Yeah.
3: Well, and should be like truth be told, you know what went down with the whole Philip Rivers Drew Brees situation where Drew Brees playing yeah. in the last game of the season when he shouldn't have been playing and, you know, he, he gets hurt and everything, and then Philip Rivers is the guy. So I, I get it, man. The hindsight's twenty twenty, but maybe Eli saw something of that organization where he's like, I don't want to play for them. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: Well, he, rightfully so. He did. I mean, they yeah. did their homework on that organization. Yeah. That organization had, for years and years and really decades, like just little things operating in business. It wasn't re- well received around the NFL. I mean, they had a stigma about that. Interesting about all three of those guys, they all ended up in a good spot.
4: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know?
1: I mean, it's a crazy thing about that quarterback situation. All right, here's the deal. We asked the start of the show, what rooms... In the NFL, have the best quarterback rooms. So where do the Jags sit compared to these other rooms? Well, we just went through the entire AFC. So that means 15 teams. And we had two, four, six teams that we thought the Jags room was better than over the next three years. Mm -hmm. Not just now, but over the next three years. We use this three-year window. So that's why we had the Patriots in there, the Dolphins in there, Denver, and the Chargers, and Oakland. And then we also had Indy and Tennessee. We agreed on those. Now, you also thought the Jets and uh, Pittsburgh. I thought Cleveland. So anywhere between 6 and 8, we thought the Jags room. And, and some of those are debatable. I mean, it's no slam dunk with the Jags room. Like we said, it could easily be transitioned in 2021. Mm-hmm. But now let's go to the NFC. Take us away.
4: All
3: right. So NFC East, let's start with that. we got the Eagles. No situation's better. The Cowboys, I think they, they re Dak, obviously. I think that situation's better right now. Uh, the New York Giants.
1: I'm going to go with my thinking that I went with even with Buffalo and the Jets. And that is they are committed to their guy. They know they have a guy. And by the way, Daniel Jones put up respectable numbers to at least give you hope that he could be the guy. And he's got Saquon Barkley behind him. I think I would go with the New York Giants. I... I I can buy into that a little bit more than the unknown of the Jags over the next three years. Okay. What about you? Um,
3: Daniel, I mean, essentially you're taking – are you going Daniel Jones or are you going Gardner Minshew? I think the Daniel Jones situation is a little better with Saquon Barkley, not to knock anything off Leonard Fournette, but Saquon Barkley is that dynamic guy. When you uh, for a years, they for a few more years. They have a tight end in Evan Ingram when he's healthy. He's a beast. Um, Golden Tate, I'd, yeah, I would probably go with New York.
1: Okay. Uh, and then that brings up Washington. Washington. And I think the Jags room's better. I don't. I'm not a Haskins guy. So
3: okay, but you, even with like Case Keenum, Alex Smith, Colt McCoy.
1: Yeah, I mean Alex Smith ain't playing. Any. Colt McCoy's whatever. I, I like the Jags room better.
3: Okay. Um. Go ahead and give me the Jaguars as well because I think Minshew is better than Haskins at least at the moment. The only intriguing thing to me, obviously, is if if Alex Smith does come back or Colt McCoy. I mean, those are vets that can help out the younger quarterback just like Nick Foles. But I, I do take Minshew over Haskins right now.
1: All right, Green Bay. Obviously, Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Minnesota. I go Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Uh, as much as he is maligned at times, Kirk Cousins' numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. Uh, Detroit. Again, this is a three-year window. Do you think
3: Do you think Matt Stafford has three years left in him?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's a fair question. Right I th- now, I would say, I mean, obviously I think I he take does. Stafford.
3: You yeah, will. yeah, I think he does. I'm taking Stafford as well. I and have then,
1: him down as taking Detroit. I have me down as taking Detroit as well, but that one I could be convinced otherwise, but I'm going to go with the known. Yep. And I'll take Detroit. And Chicago, I like the Jags room. I'm not. Well, turbidity. Brent,
3: I would take the Tampa Bay Vipers room right now in the XFL <laughs> over the Chicago Bears. So what are we even talking about right now, man?
1: All right. Uh, let's go to the South. Uh, Atlanta, no, because you like Matt Ryan,
3: right? Yeah. Saints, obviously not.
1: Drew three Brees, years?
3: three years, yeah. Uh, I uh, think
1: he's got three years.
3: I think he's got three more years left in him. Why not, man? Like, I mean, yeah, I'm taking Drew Brees for three more years. Yeah, I
1: kind of feel like this is a New England question. And we picked the Jags' room over New England.
3: I just think their situation's a lot better with Peyton at the, uh, you know, as a head coach and everything. And I just think the weapons that they have with Michael Thomas, I mean, how, how would you not want to play another three years and throw to Michael Thomas? You just gave him that brand-new contract. Um, he's obviously earned it his first year, so I think Drew Brees is definitely playing for three more years.
1: How about Tampa? The Vi- Not the Vipers, but the Bucks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably take the Vipers over the Buccaneers, too, right now. Yeah. Um, listen, do you franchise take Jameis Winston? Time will tell, but... I- Listen, I, I get it. He had, what, the most passing yards, I think, in the NFL last year. But the interceptions, man, and I get it. The guy just got LASIK surgery, so watch out. But go ahead and give me the Jaguars.
1: All right, Carolina. Jaguars. By the way, I got the Jaguars over Tampa, and I got the Jaguars yeah. over Carolina, too. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans is a tricky one there because, as we project three years out, the Jags room, well, New Orleans room might not look like anything. Taysom Hill wants out. Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent, mm-hmm. and... Drew Brees could be. I mean, he hints every year that it could be his last year. Yeah. Um. In uh. In New Orleans. All right. San Francisco. Um.
3: Uh, I'm taking San Francisco. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he just led him to a Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> uh, you can't talk that down.
1: Seattle. Seattle. That's easy.
3: The Rams are the tough one for me. The Rams are a tough one. Well, me. Rams and Cardinals really. Um. Listen, with the Rams, I get it. It's. And I'm trying to think, you know, analytically here, where it's not just the quarterback, but it's also the room. I think in the, with the with the Rams, I'm taking golf.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Jags. Okay. I'm not a golf guy. Okay. At all. Fair enough. Uh, and I think the Rams took also, him to a Super Bowl, Brent. I think the Rams all around could be a mess over the next couple of years because of the way they built their team and constructed. Took him to it. a
3: Super Bowl though, Brent.
1: Yeah, he did do that.
3: Okay. And then Cardinals last if one. If
1: I go Super Bowl Jimmy Garoppolo or Super Bowl uh, golf though, don't you you feel better about Garoppolo over the next couple of years yeah. than you do about golf? Don't yep. you? Uh, you're not it's... wrong in, in holding the Super Bowl thing. Yeah. But uh, I mean, think about that. They got a room that had Super Bowl and they had uh, an AFC Championship game with Bortles. Exactly. And they have Johnny <laughs> Wolford.
3: Yeah, that's, that's quite the depth right there. And last but not least, man, and quite possibly the biggest showdown, we got the Pepsi Rookie of the Year taking on the Snickers hungriest <laughs> uh, player of the year, Cardinals.
1: Yeah, this is a great question, okay, because I've got a, I have got—I don't want to be hypocritical here. And with the Giants, I thought Daniel Jones, because I see a little bit more upside with what's around him and everything else, and they're committed to him. Kylo Murray, they're the same. He had some good moments, well, and they're committed to him. yeah. Yet I don't have the confidence in him over these next three years of playing good football like I do in Daniel Jones. Hmm. So it's a similar situation. Like I feel like Daniel Jones could develop into a very, very good quarterback. I don't think Kyler Murray is going to be an elite quarterback in this NFL. I really don't have that feeling. Um, so I think with the... Yeah, it's tough, Phil. I feel like I'm talking in circles around this one because it's so hard. Yep, I, I kind of. Well, let me just go. Minshew had a better year than him, and I'll take Minshew, and, and and I'll I'll roll the dice. This one's a little bit of a roll the dice, and I'll take Minshew and the Jags room over Arizona.
3: Go ahead and give me the same thing, and I'm coming from the standpoint of a couple reasons. Obviously, the backup quarterback, Nick Foles, assuming Nick Foles does help out Minshew, I think that's a good guy to kind of pick, you know, your brain off of a little bit. And also, I think the weapons are concerned. Yes, they, they might have got a dime in the rough with Kenyon Drake right now because that guy came out of nowhere from Miami, and he's tearing up the, the league. And all of a sudden, David Johnson's kind of an afterthought. But I think overall with Larry Fitzgerald on the back nine of his career, um, I think the Jaguars' weapons are a little more intriguing. So go ahead and give me the quarterback room with the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah, and here's the other part of it. I don't know if I trust, like, the whole Kingsbury and and – Murray connection, you mm-hmm. know. I still think it's there's something to it. I got to remember, Kingsbury comes to the NFL with not a lot of proven.
3: He he didn't he, win at he, Texas he, Tech he, with Patrick Mahomes.
1: He didn't. I know. So it's like I don't I don't know. I think the NFL will figure that thing out. You know, it, it it feels like figuring out Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, based on the coach and everything else around, is going to be much more challenging than figuring out Kyler Murray and Kingsbury, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a great debate one, though. Uh, and I think the folks in Arizona love the quarterback situation. They like their head coach, too. Sure. So, I could see a lot of people saying uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, anyway, so, uh, it, let's add it up real quick. And it was 6-8 to eight in the AFC. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, with the possibility of 9 uh, in the NFC. So, the Jaguars have a, in our opinion, a top 15 quarterback room in the nfl (laughs) sure there we go yeah two
3: two two segments worth and we've come to that conclusion yeah yeah 15 yeah
1: so well they're invested in it uh they're playing got a young guy and an old guy uh but a money guy and uh we'll see if it plays out that way again this uh demonstration was for three years this year next year and the year following who would have the better room Mm -hmm. so uh, for instance like Tom Brady could be back with the Patriots, but two years from now, three years from now, what does it look like in New England? We don't really think their room will look that good. They're going to have to reset it. Uh, so the Jags might have a better room uh, because they've got Gardner Minshew under contract for the next uh, three years. Uh, let's hit the phone lines uh, on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. South Beach Gary, I think, is going to weigh in on a Friday. What's up, man? Good afternoon, gentlemen.
4: Hey, i got to believe my Dolphins, whether it's two as tyrannicals or Herbert I like yeah. them over the Jags, well,
1: definitely. And that's a it's a fair question. If we ask this again in three months or two months after the draft, uh, then I think you might be right. I think we would all say, okay, well, I'd buy into that. But uh, right now, as it sits, we don't know what that's going to be like. Uh, so um, I don't know if you're wrong. And, by the way, I do think there's a little bit of a difference in what I would buy if it's Herbert rather than Tua. I'll buy into Tua even though I think the Tua experiment is a risky one as well. Mm -hmm. But I'd buy into that more than I would buy into the Herbert one, even though I think he checks more boxes, (laughs) ironically.
3: I just think Tua is the ultimate boomer bust type of pick
1: right here. There are some folks that say, hey, I'd still go with him over Burrow. Mm -hmm. And I think they're crazy on that front. Uh, I don't think, and this was before all the injuries, not all of them, but some of them, The, the big one, the hip one. I just don't feel like he will translate as well to the NFL as some people think, mm-hmm. uh, and by the way, I've been very wrong on that front before, <laughs> so it could happen uh, once again. More football coming up a little bit later on uh, Valentine's Day and Jaguars players. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're gonna connect the I guys Can't wait. We're connect the sweethearts. That's coming up a little bit later on. NBA versus MLB, NFL, and any other sport. Where does it sit, and is it in the best position of all? Uh, Let's talk about that. Kuz, you don't want me to take a break? Yeah, we're already up uh, close. We'll we'll roll right to the top. So where do do you think they sit right now Um, in the landscape of professional sports?
3: So we're talking NBA, MLB, and, and national football League. Yeah, I
1: mean, you could throw anybody else in there. I mean, listen, uh, uh, worldwide, I mean, soccer obviously is... is Collegiate huge. wrestling. Uh, but, I mean, listen, I, I think the, if you look at the PGA Tour, if you look at professional golf, they're in an unbelievable situation. They have gone global. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think betting and all those other things are going to increase... Uh, the viewership, the growth, the dollars involved in sports like that. Okay. So if you really go behind the scenes, I think you'll find that. Mm, but I think mm-hmm. in the masses, we're talking about the NFL, the NBA. Oh, yeah. And and the MLB, by the way, right now it ranks NFL, NBA, MLB. Yeah, uh, of course. And NHL, I, I don't even know if the NHL, quite honestly, should be considered like one of the four major sports. Anyway. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say. Obviously, that has to do with a lot with coverage, too. You know, I mean, the, the, those NHL games are a little harder to find, obviously. It, um, well,
1: and a big part of that too is ESPN. I mean, ESPN okay, doesn't yeah. own the rights to that, yep. and so therefore you don't hear it pushed, Exactly. unless John Butchergrass is doing SportsCenter. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Mean, you don't hear it pushed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a big part of that. They yeah. have the NBA, yeah. so you have NBA shows, and you have NBA all day, and you have NBA headlines, and NBA is now a, a month, a year long storyline because yep. of the off season and everything else in the playoffs last year anyway.
3: Yeah. Well, let me ask you this because I think it's obvious that we have to rank NFL at the top one Super Bowl. The most watched show um, I think right now NBA is number two And, and MLB is number three But the and, question th- and then, in this too yeah. Is
1: where is it going Okay
3: uh, well, But here's what I want to ask you though So then we have golf And uh, You know soccer I think you could say It's kind of growing Maybe a little bit But let's be honest here What do you think is growing more Brent MMA Or golf
1: It's a good question
3: Dang right it is
1: uh, Globally I would say golf
3: mm, Okay yeah. Okay.
1: I mean. And you're, now you
3: you kind of biased though, right?
1: No, I'm a little just biased. like I'm kind of biased towards MMA. Well, no, I'm not only biased about the affinity for the sport. I'm biased with the knowledge of the sport. Gotcha. Uh, and so I just understand the money being spent right now. I mean, heck, there's there's talk of a new tour to rival the PGA Tour. Really? Right now. Okay. Uh, and the dollars in golf are are really good. The the star power is really good. Tiger being a part of it right now uh, still and being uh, relevant is is obviously huge. And we could be looking at the next two, three, four years of that. And then I say betting is going to become a prevalent thing. It already is probably in some parts, but it's going to be more streamlined in golf. Mm -hmm. And that will raise the bar of golf uh, to another level as well. So I don't know if all that is happening with MMA and we see that kind of growth. But we're right.
3: Well, you know what we should do? I mean, this sounds like a game for Monday where we we have to put an MMA versus golf. Which sport is more popular? And we each plead our cases here to the court.
1: We could. But, but, but. but, You can plead it right now. It's
3: fine. uh, No, no, but as it sits right now, listen, and and once again, like, I'm kind of on your area when it it comes to golf a little bit where I understand it's a big game, you know, and Tiger winning the Masters, I would say, I mean, I'm sure the ratings were off the roof on that. And you can kind of make the same argument with Conor McGregor, right? Where if you take Tiger Woods out of golf, You take Conor McGregor out of MMA, what do you necessarily have? And and maybe it's not a lot anymore. So it's funny how both sports really rely on really just one star. Then, you know, obviously there's a, there's a, there's a, a multiple of other talents as well But it's really driven by those two big stars In Conor McGregor and Tiger Woods
1: Well it's a good point But therefore in the next handful of years McGregor is not going to be fighting in 3, 4, 5 years There's a really good chance Tiger Woods could still be very relevant In sure. 3, 4, 5 years because of that sport And then I would say beyond that If you go after those big names You have a ton of big name players around the globe In golf I'm not sure you do you, where's the depth chart in big names? I mean, for MMA?
3: well, I well, and you got to keep in mind, like, you got like, you got Khabib in Russia. Khabib I mean, and the, the, they let him. Uh, Wang Jaliz is the first woman's Chinese champion right now, and like, you know, the whole the whole country of China is behind her. So like, I, I, on a global standpoint, I get it, man. It's probably a horse of But keep in mind, and let me ask you this question too: in in the era of sports right now, obviously it's very social media driven. Who gets more of a bump from social media? Is it is the, the knockouts that you see, um, you know, or like those two-minute fights? Or is it like a hole-in-one opportunity or, you know, like a really good shot from a golfer? I would argue and say it's the MMA knockouts or the MMA highlights more than, than the golfers.
1: That's a good question. And this, by the way, is an awful test. And so mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed that Connor didn't hit me back after I challenged him.
3: Yeah. Sorry. Uh, maybe if I would have retweeted it, he would have saw it a little more and then maybe hit you back.
1: Um,
3: don't, don't take me in those, Brent.
1: This is an awful... I'm not even following. Conor McGregor has 7.9 million followers.
3: We're, we're going on Twitter right now. We are. We're, we're going on Twitter to, to settle this argument.
1: And Tiger has 6.5 million followers. So Conor has more. So you just asked social media-wise. Right? So I got I was you. To I got out you. Which one would maybe carry more. So maybe you're right about that.
3: There you go, Brent. Um, Case closed.
1: Uh, all right. Well, it didn't answer. We weren't even supposed to talk about those two sports.
3: <laughs> I know, man, but here we are. It's Friday.
1: It's interesting. If we go to Mr. Chubby's Wings, okay, right, a place where people watch the MMA, and we ask 50 people that question, golf or MMA? Yeah. I wonder how it would be answered. Like if you ask these people, they're they're not watching. And here at the Prime Osborne, yeah, they probably wouldn't be talking MMA. Well, okay. I mean, I'm looking around the client. Let me ask
3: you this I'm, question, like, Brent with the Super Bowl what do you do with your friends what do you what, do you, what usually happens you have a what
1: uh, watch party
3: correct for a big MMA events what usually happens
1: yeah watch party
3: for a big golf events, how many watch parties are there
1: now they get a lot more people that go to the events
3: ok I mean ok is going
1: to Vegas to see a fight on a bucket list the Masters is
3: uh, I think depends who the fight is <laughs> Oh, Bren! I think I think we have a little debate coming our, up here, our man. And, and,
1: oh, and lack of knowledge of the Forget other sport the Democratic debate, it, man. It's this is up the ESPN right six ninety debate is where it's <laughs> going to be at. All right, now let's answer the real question. Next, Action acts <laughs> on the ESPN six ninety: NHL, MLB, NFL, NBA. Whose sport is booming over the next ten years? We'll answer yeah, throw a man there too. <laughs> Hey, we're live downtown, on the road once again, four out of five times this week. Uh, We were away from the studio from Gainesville to Daytona to UNF Arena for the River City Rumble. Osprey's got it done last night over JU. They sweep the season series, stay in first place. In fact, now alone in first place in the A-Sun. Liberty was idle last night, so they have a half-game lead over them. And now we're downtown at the Prime Osborne, the Jacksonville International Auto Show. And our coverage... From here, brought to you by the First Coast Acura Dealers on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Good to be here. Kind of a cool scene. Talking cars. Are you a car guy?
3: Not really, and it's crazy, too, because I come from a hometown of Iola, Wisconsin. We have one of the world's largest car shows. So, like, every year, a town of 1,300 people gets around 200,000 people that actually come in town for the car show. So I grew up around old cars uh, my entire life and everything. But, uh I mean, like, I, I admire cars, you know, I, I can appreciate them like a, like a work of art, but, like, I'm not, like, hardcore or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of, like, uh uh I feel tougher these days because I drive a truck. <laughs> yeah, you do. But I don't feel tough enough because I, like, don't get under the hood of a car.
4: Yeah. And well, see, like, wow, look at that engine. Well, I mean,
1: like, I just, that's yeah. not me. Never been and, and not admire, I don't admire cars like that, like yeah. the way other people do. And you guys really burst my bubble. Uh-oh. Uh, in Miami. Because I used to be, like, growing up, I was like, man, I don't want a Lamborghini something. Oh. <laughs>
4: you told yeah, me, like, no, you
3: don't, man. You told me I don't want a Lamborghini. No, you don't like, want to get a Lamborghini. I, it's, I gotta go, that's I, a little I gotta too go much go, flash. Yeah,
1: I got to go, like, more
3: Porsche. Ferrari. Get, g- Porsche. E- either get a Ferrari or a Porsche, because that's, like, the true craftsmanship. So there's a A Lamborghini is a little, a little more. I mean, the, the, way, the what I've heard, Brett, the, the people that I talk to in the circles that I hang out with, there is a stigma around people that own Lamborghinis. You
1: know what's funny is I see Lamborghinis all the time. Sure now. you like, do. I, they, uh, they pop. Now, obviously in Miami, but we saw them all over the place. Oh, yeah. But even in Jacksonville, like I've seen, I saw one yesterday. Yeah, and I was like. I used to be like, wow, I want that. I was like, ah, I don't like you. That's now. Some Derek
3: Marks had a Lamborghini. Did he? Purple one. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I think I saw that. That's right. It was probably him. Probably yeah. hanging out, man. No, no, no. no. Oh. I didn't see that. Oh, issue. I got I mean, you. I've seen his, his Lamborghini. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But, but, um, but listen, if St. Derek Marks is driving a Lamborghini, it can't be all that bad.
3: Ah. Uh, listen, I'm not gonna hit on some Derek Marks. He's an awesome dude. So maybe, like, listen, every single group's got an outlier, right? So maybe he's the outlier of the Lamborghini group. But like, in in terms of cars. Like, like I said like yeah I mean I, I'm into them like I'm not like die hard just because I'll be honest with you I don't know like I couldn't find like you know how to change a transmission or like where the like the, the fluid is and stuff like that like, all I could do is uh, if a car battery went dead I could probably jump the car with some jumper cables besides that, that man it, it's like game over if and like you
1: grow up up north you can do that yeah
3: exactly but that's about it man and it's definitely a generational thing too because like my grandpa built like a it was a Ford Model T um, tractor from like Just, like, from scratch. Really? Um, From, like, the Sears robot catalog. Uh, And he still has that, you know? So, like, he knows everything there is to know about cars. And I think my mom, she kind of got that passed down to her a little bit as well. But me, dude? Dude, if something if something's making a noise, I'm taking it to the dealership. Like there's no way I can fix anything by myself. So I'm pretty helpless from that standpoint. Really, really sounding manly right now in Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, I just um I, I I am not manly enough for most of the car folks, but <laughs> I did just ask on social media, would you gain or lose respect for me if I bought a Lamborghini?
3: Oh. Sell out Brent Martineau.
1: Sell out, man. Don't,
3: don't do that, Are you questioning it?
1: No, I, like, I okay. seriously asked. Uh, so oh, I want to oh, ask, like, how,
3: how much are you making this radio gig, dude?
1: Oh, I can't buy a every yeah. I'm just saying, okay. if I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, which, which, would you be, uh, what you be well, like? Ah, Brent. Come on, man. You should have bought a Ferrari or, or a Porsche or whatever.
3: Let me go and ask you this. Was that your dream car as a kid? Because, I mean, every kid growing up, they have a dream car. They got maybe a poster they put on the wall or something that they saw on the internet. Like, what was your dream car?
1: That was the car, a Ferrari and a Lamborghini. And I was a Valet Parker, yeah. you know, for one summer. Yeah. And I wanted to drive both. Okay. And we uh, didn't get to drive it. We saw a Ferrari, but we were, like, my buddy and I, mm-hmm. we didn't get to drive it. Like, somebody else got it. Yeah. But I never saw a Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, but I, would, I, I always put those in the same class. Sure. But now you guys... Busted that bubble last week at Miami and said they're not really in <laughs> the same class.
3: Well, but, and here's the thing about it, too. Like, I mean, that's, I think that's a, a lot of kids, you know, Jim Carson Lamborghini. I guess from where I grew up, it was never even, like, crossed my mind. Like, I grew up in a town where I thought Oakley sunglasses were, like, the most expensive things ever. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. We're, we're like a fossil watch for 75 bucks, like, Wow, you spent 75 bucks on a Fossil watch? Like, you are you must be loaded. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, for me, and it was kind of a mistake on my part because I ended up buying it, Was the, it was a Cadillac EXT truck. You know, like, w- when those first came out, I remember I was in middle school. And for study hall, I would go on the Internet, and I would just customize my own truck every single day. Didn't do any kind of homework whatsoever. Well, then, like, obviously, I get to the league, and I get my signing bonus, and I spend some money on the Cadillac Escalade truck. And it was cool for, like, the first month. And, like, i told the story before. I got the 26s on it, went through the Arby's parking lot on south side, killed my rim, had to get a new one right away, literally a week in getting my rim. So, boom, extra grand down the drain. But, like, over time, I'm just like, yeah, it's cool, man, but it's just a car,
1: if you, you know? If you go back and do it again, what car would you buy?
3: Man, good call. Um, I'll be honest, man. I, I, I got to ride in Blaine Gabbard's uh, Porsche Panamera. I like that a little bit. It's kind of like a, like, a stationary like I have now, but I think thing had some get-up, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: that's interesting. Okay, the other thing about the Lamborghini, one other note. Like, I saw a or- bright orange one yesterday. Sure. Send had a purple one. Purple one. I've seen lime green all the time. Why is it that Lamborghinis <laughs> are always like, now, re- Ferraris, you see Brent, black or red? That's Brent, it. because I'm trying to tell you, yeah, man. That, that uh, might answer
3: listen, the question. I'm, try- I'm trying to help you out here. Like... There's a certain kind of lifestyle you gotta have with that Lamborghini, man. I'm not sure if it fits you. It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. At least with a Porsche, or even a Ferrari, it's like, look at me, but also, admire the craftsmanship. You know, like, I'm about something. The Lamborghini is just like, yeah, check this out.
1: <laughs> Eric said he'd gain respect for me if the plate says, M-D-L-F-C-R-S-I-S, midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, at Clown Baby, 1981, so I'm not taking this serious. There's real hard-hitting stuff here. Oh, yeah. Hey, dude, it's Friday. It's Valentine's Day, all right? Yeah, man.
3: Hey, calm, baby. Happy Valentine's Day. We're at a
1: car show. This is relevant. A
3: sentence I never thought I would echo.
1: John Bachman. Let's bring him in and ask him the question. We'll get to the NBA and the MLB and the NFL and all that stuff later. Bachman. Yo. Uh, Dream car as a kid.
0: Corvette, easy. Hmm. Corvette. In fact, uh, Phil Amato told me, I think, or tweeted something yesterday or today that the uh, the new Corvette with the uh, the new mo- the new engine we is just... is at the show today, and I'm no jealous. Way. Did we you just see? Saw it? It. just saw. It. Did just you? Saw it. Yeah. Oh, send me a picture. Will it looks ya?
1: good. By the way, it's like. See, I kind of thought we were just talking actually with some folks uh, from radio here, and said, like, Corvette seemed like in the last. Again, this is me, not a car guy. Okay, so okay. I might be totally wrong, but. It seemed like it was kind of like losing its Corvette. Yeah, okay, hey. great, right? Mm. Yeah, so you are shaking your head. Oh, hey. I, but mm. I think uh-uh. I think they've reinvented themselves over the last couple of years in this new model. Yeah, pretty slick looking.
3: Well, listen, like growing up, you know, like in, like the early nineties stuff. Like there was three cars: it was either the Corvette, the Mustang, or the Camaro, and right. and, and and you kind of had your allegiance to one of those, right? To be fair, no offense to you, John. Corvette was on the bottom of my list.
0: Wow. Okay. Sorry. No problem. No problem. Sorry. Sorry, man. man. We'll be all right. We'll Sorry. be There's all right. It a
1: problem as a kid, man, because in a Corvette, with all due respect, because I'm now approaching those age- ages a little bit more. But it was like the white-haired,
0: sixty-five-year-old no guy. And you know what? It's still kind of. Yeah. Is. yeah. It's you still you kinda said it. I didn't want to
3: say it in front of John Bachman. No,
1: that's that's exactly what I that's thought.
0: Fine. That's fine. That's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm I'm okay with it because it's true. Like yep. the guy. It is the, true.
1: There's a guy. Still. Guy back home, right? He was a member of this expensive country clubs. He owned Dunkin' Donuts, and his Corvette is ready corvette was always parked there rocking a pair oh yeah
3: rocking a pair of oakley shades like the like the (laughs) e-frames or whatever like that you weren't a pair of flip-flops you know that
1: shouldn't have a negative connotation but as a 15 year old kid it certainly was like i want to be that
0: guy yeah yep
3: (laughs) you you, were rocking a tommy bahama shirt john bachman man i can see it now
0: (laughs) well for the record i also wanted a pickup truck and i'm now finally driving my dream car i have a pretty sweet black pickup truck if i do say so myself what do you have it's a Ford F-150 with some pimped out, uh,
4: Okay. Wheels and, John, and tires did just on it.
0: Say pimp out. Yeah. John Bachman pimp out. I did. I did. <laughs> it's pretty. <silly>. Hey, <laughs> hey if,
3: if, if we were, I think we're on the same page. If we're betting right now, and yeah. we're doing our live betting, live John betting. Bachman saying pimped out,
4: <laughs> that plus was plus, plus at
3: least fifteen hundred, man.
0: <laughs> uh, the fix is in.
1: <laughs> hey, I
0: Bach- might have slipped some money on that one. Bachman. Yeah. Yeah. you
1: Listening to Pitbull in that truck.
0: <laughs> 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 no, but I have played some DJ Khaled in. There when my girls are ready to play some soccer. Uh, hey, I'll get, I'll, I'll the you clean a, uh, version. The clean version. Of course.
1: You want to hear some bad parenting? Maybe I don't know. It depends on how you view this stuff. But I was like, you know what? We're listening to Eminem, right? Yeah. And, of course. So we listened to 286 words in 30 seconds. Oh, that, the one song. So I played it to the kids. Oh.
4: <laughs> how like, how hey. did that go over?
1: I was, I was like I hope they're not I hope they can't understand it Oh, listen, listen I got one,
0: I got one just as bad the clean version of by the way this just in the clean version of the Dj call it all I do is win. song is not that clean especially when you got three girls in the back of your car and they're th- back of your truck and they're talking about uh you know the rear ends of strippers on a pole
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta run into that. oh listen, my god that's I, not good but I, I always say, what are you gonna I always do? Say, listen I mean the kids are gonna hear it just don't repeat it Exactly. Well, As not say it. It's as okay to hear it. it. Just don't say it. Yeah. That's exactly
3: That's, what, what my mom told me when she used to play my. I used to be the Limp Bizkit, obviously. and uh, yeah. W- w- one of their songs he had... He
1: knew he was connected to Jacksonville.
3: Exactly, man. And w- w- one of the songs, I'll never forget it, man. Mom buys me the CD. We throw it in, and the very first song on the hot dog chocolate... What was it? it was the hot dog flavored water and chocolate starfish. The song had like 90 F-bombs in it. Nice. It was like a record. And my mom, halfway, anybody, halfway, but... halfway through the song, you know, and that Bose system just pounding my mom's like all right you can listen to it but we cannot talk like this at school i'm like deal mom you got it hey
1: one last uh car question uh lamborghini or ferrari Oh, oh, John, hit me Ferrari. with it. Oh,
3: thank you, John. That's oh, not even, hey, nah, it's not you, even close. Do you got any more brain busters, Brent? Come on,
1: man. <laughs> the guy just went Corvette.
3: I'm. Just, well, I, I get that part. See, John, we're kind of breaking Brent's heart a little bit because he's a big Lamborghini guy, and yeah. I kind of had to have yeah. the talk with. Uh, yeah. I had to have that talk with him a little bit. That was last I was laughing in my head. I had to pull him aside and kind of go,
1: "Are you sure? Are you sure yeah. you want the Lamborghini?" Two weeks before yeah. Valentine's Day, I the, broke up with my car.
0: The <laughs> doors don't open right on the Lamborghini. That's true.
1: But you know, where does uh? Like the cool car right now? How many kids just want a Tesla? I want a truck, to Tesla. I want,
3: uh, I want the Cyber Truck. Like, I'll be honest. I mean, ah, you want the moon, ro- the Moon ro- Rover? Listen, I understand it looks absolutely ridiculous, but I'm driving a station wagon right now, and <laughs> I need an upgrade. Oh. So well, I, I so, want to so drive a truck. I'll text you a
0: picture of my truck,
3: dude. Well, well, John, but here's the thing, though: Have you ever been a Tesla before? Like any yeah. kind of Tesla? Yeah, be, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, their their leg room and like their yeah, seats right. are legit. Right. So I'm thinking, right. like, in the Tesla truck. I'm be right at home. My F-150's got
0: the Super Crew cab, dude. There's all kinds of room in that. Okay. Maia
1: used took me for a spin in her uh, Tesla.
0: Oh, she's got good. Tesla. Yeah, she nice, has a Tesla. Nice. It was yep. good.
1: nice. Waited like three years for it.
0: Damn. I see. That. Come on. I mean, that's. Well, in that truck you're gonna wait about five. I mean,
1: wait are you,
0: seriously? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Did you I'm see, not on a donor list. I just want hey, to get a vehicle. What are we waiting five years for show a vehicle off a for? Bustable windows that busted? I mean, come on. I don't need a liver. they got to fix that. Give me a truck. Yeah. I have the money. All right. Transactions. Uh, all right.
1: I do think like right now, like, the cool car is kind of a Tesla. Though. Yeah. Like, it's not... I mean, Porsche is always cool. Like All those big names are always cool, but, I mean, well, I, I feel, I, does anybody... Catch me up with the cool kids. I mean, does anybody saying that Tesla is not a cool car to yeah. have right now?
0: I think a Jacksonville decked-out truck is the coolest car. That's what I think. That's a good
3: point. Yeah. I, and all you have to do is watch rap videos, Brent, because that's, like, where the, the newest. I mean, to be fair, they I forgot who the rapper was, but, like, they paid a rapper millions of dollars to feature the Cybertruck in the rap video. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's not its not bad marketing. No, it's very good.
0: Pretty smart. Pretty smart. They Pretty smart. pay us to do something. But, but I'll, I, I will tell you that none of us on this radio show right now know what is actually cool. <clears throat> All I right, mean, John. maybe Austin, kind of, maybe. Thanks, man. But, maybe. I'm, I mean, I know I know, Brent and I hey, definitely do not know don't cool. Don't strain
3: yourself trying to say maybe to me one more time, John. It's okay. I'm not cool. That's fine. <laughs>
0: really, really straining well, himself right now. Austin, He's going to have a hernia. Austin, for me to call you cool in this group is really not a compliment.
1: is <laughs> about as quiet as I've ever been on this show because I'm kind of waiting to see how this plays out. But I will say in 13 months of doing this show, 14 months of doing the show, we have found out that. I thought Austin was really cool. I know, right? It's not really on the really cool. I'm side. such no. a
3: disappointment. I'm right. I mean, sorry, man. A bit Don't have Instagram. I mean, yeah.
1: sometimes cool. And well, there's a hey. cool thing to him. I mean, look at this little cute little girl. She's oh, looking yeah. at you. Like, he is kind of a cool-looking guy.
3: take those shoes out. Yeah, she's liking the shirt and everything, too. Absolutely.
1: You still haven't explained the shirt, by the way.
3: What the, shirt? the shirt. The shirt is, it's from... WWE. This is obviously the Kabuki Warriors, Brent. This obviously. is Oscar. This is Oscar. This is Kyrie saying that it says my son's one of my son's favorite wrestlers. So,
1: oh, very yeah. good. There you go, man. And, man yeah. You have more t-shirts with women on them <laughs> than I've ever met. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with that?
0: How many t-shirts do you own?
3: How many t-shirts do I own? Yes. Uh I don't know. Probably like. I mean, that's all I wear, John. So probably okay. like fifty.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah, I bet yeah. I own more so of that. so you have in your in your dresser, do you keep your t-shirts in your dresser drawers?
3: Nope, I hang them up because I can't fold worth a darn. So you hang up your t-shirts. I do hang up my t-shirts. Wow. Yeah, because then when I walk in my closet, I feel like a boss when all the shirts are hanging up. Okay, fair enough. The problem, sure the problem
1: enough. with hanging up your T-shirts, though, is you get that the hanger thing. The, no. little, the little knobs not, on the shoulders. Not with,
3: not with these traps. Excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? I'm worried about hanger knobs on my T-shirts when I'm doing these traps right here? He's nah, right, he's bro. On point. We're, we're all good. I don't, I'm not worried about the hanger marks when, I, when I'm shrugging 415 like it's going out of style. Wow. No, we're all good. Wow. Thanks. Guys, wow. appreciate
1: appreciate your concern though. John, that was a good you...
0: flex right there. That Thank
1: was you. a heck of a flex, John. What do you got coming up tonight? Five p.m. on CBS forty-seven and Fox thirty.
0: Well, I I know we've been talking a lot about Valentine's Day in the show today. Have we? Have we? Have you talked at all about it? I don't know. I haven't been listening.
1: Uh, not yet. But if you see the video feeds, we do have. Uh, I brought some tiny conversation hearts
0: <laughs> oh. for Valentine's oh, Day. Oh yeah,
1: we are going. That's to a fun game. the the conversation hearts to Jags players. That should be fun. Oh, oh!
0: I can't wait for that. When does that happen?
1: That's coming up in uh... Well, when when I'm on you TV, be quiet and go up to TV. We're uh, down to TV. All right. No, well, I'm just I'll, I'll, uh, in the next half hour,
0: I'll watch it on. Uh, what is it Twitch?
1: <laughs> you can watch it on Twitch.
0: There you go. I'm going to watch YouTube, it on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube.
1: Twitter. We're on ten different platforms, John.
0: I know, I know. I'm going to watch it on nine of the ten.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> I don't know which hey, one I'm going to leave out, but I'm going to watch all nine. Is
1: just subscribe to them all, like them all, and then, rate them all yep. in a good way, and, and well, you're friend for life.
0: All right. Very good. That's all I have to do, huh? Yeah. All
1: right. So what do you have coming up? Well, we have a lot of
0: actual news. <laughs> I, I'm not going This This what I'm about to tell you. You will be misled like by our news content if this was the only story we have. But I found this one to be fascinating fodder for a discussion amongst the boys here. And that is that there's a study out by CreditCards.com, a survey, not a study, a survey. They surveyed 2,500 Americans in serious relationships, and they found that 44% admitted to committing what they call financial infidelity.
4: Okay.
0: Okay? Okay. 34%. Admit to spending more money than they feel their partner would be comfortable with. All right, that's that's not that shocking. No. Here's where it comes, it gets a little more interesting.
1: Am I stereotyping? If that's usually the woman,
0: probably.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> it's not. goes half our viewership. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was Brent Martineau. You can add at him. At, at Brent Martino <laughs> said, said that as this very nice lady's walking by. Yes. Gave me an evil look right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. She yep. should. <laughs> Yep. But here's where it gets a little more serious. Seventeen percent of the people surveyed have kept a secret account, and twelve percent carried secret debt. How about that? Huh. Do either so, one of you guys have a separate account that so maybe should, isn't secret but separate? I mean, uh, that's I just close crazy. That
1: offshore account, that's right? Yeah. Talking.
0: I mean, I, I guess you could say that's your little—that's your gambling money. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of crazy I, to I me. Think, I thought uh, that was crazy. Seventeen percent is pretty high. Yeah, but what were
1: the numbers on, uh, what do you you call it, like um, money infidelity? Yeah, Uh, financial infidelity. Financial infidelity? Yeah. What what were the overall numbers, like 50-something
0: percent? 34% admit to spending more money than they feel their partner would be comfortable with. That's not all that surprising to me. That's not a huge deal. I think that probably happens fairly regularly off and on. But 17% have kept a secret account. Yeah, like a little side change. That's well, never, yeah, I mean, John,
3: because there's FanDuel, and FanDuel has preseason betting, I'm so you, right have you. you have to do what you have to do, man. Do you count, like, the FanDuel John, accounts? We'll stop you ratting us out.
2: I'm, I'm not ratting anybody out. I just <laughs> asked a question. You don't have to answer I it. I may or may not have a few hundred dollars in a few different betting God, sites. Is that so a side I really can't wait till I get home now. significant with. other doesn't know about.
3: I can't wait till I get home now. My wife's going to be like, it's yeah. i to John, and
2: this is interesting. She knows about them. She probably doesn't know how much is in them. Okay. Hey,
1: Austin? I don't even know if that's full truth right there. No comment, John. Like, <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> I'm now
2: just trying to write my right.
1: apology letter. If that's the, smart. If it's 17%, it, that's how we admitted it, by the way. Right.
3: Yeah. But, yeah well, it's a survey. But, yeah, There's a lot know, of degenerates right. out there, Brent. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was –
0: and then in 12% carried secret debt. How do you even pull that off? I don't know how that happens. I
3: mean, I mean, it's your credit score. Well, you should ask on the first date. What is I, your credit score? Is that what you asked on your first date? No, credit, but, credit score? It, <laughs> but 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 it's that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I, I mean, let me see your, you know, like, your score for you. Uh, I, I, I don't want to drop a few any things sponsor, I, might,
0: I can think of a few things I might ask before that, but that's not a bad one on the list. It's not a bad thing. Just to kind of no. get, you know, where everybody's at. Maybe on the you know? second date. I think on the first date, I don't really care. But maybe on the second date, I might Whoa, hey. know.
3: There's a lot of Valentines out there going through their first date tonight possibly. Don't yeah. be afraid to ask for that credit score, you know? Gets get those uh, FICO I, scores I, I out there. I think there there's little more though.
0: important things to be asking on the first date, but you well, I'll tell you right the credit score is
3: important around here to buy a new car. So it should well, be important in a new, first date as well.
0: You're right about that. There now, you go. So anyway, we've got look, we dive into that survey a little bit more. We find out more um I think some more interesting uh details about that i'm not going to give it all away but that's coming up at five and then of course we have some real news as well
1: oh well that's good that's 47 and fox 30 but you know back to valentine's day for a moment did you did you get your significant other and your girls listen something?
0: yes i did i did and and as you know Brent, you have a daughter uh who's who's getting to be teenage aged these daughters get more and more expensive this just in I can no longer just go out and buy my, my girls, like, stuffed animals for Valentine's Day. I I, I had I, – well, I don't have to, but I decided that I was going to get them um, these little necklaces with their uh, with their uh, initials on them. Oh, my dang. God. That's so, a bad precedent, so, my dang. I mean, they weren't, they weren't like, hot, super high-end necklaces. They weren't, like, you know, dude, at dude, the drugstore so either, right but they now, were – there I'm was something, kidding. and I had to buy three of them. Man, I had to buy three of them.
4: Yeah, well, that was
1: your own fault but, uh, <laughs> for having three. I, I mean, but, uh, yeah,
0: I can't. You're right about that. I can't. basically <laughs> I can't blame plan. the mailman for that. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, and and their lovely daughters are yours, by the way. So yeah, um, that's good. I'm glad you had three. But this is the problem with Valentine's Day. Mm. See, I was thinking of this today. I'm like, I am forced to go get something. Mm. So, like, even as the recipient. On Valentine's Day, here's the thing. Like, if you're uh, this lovely young lady uh, or your spouse or significant other. Sure. You sit here on Valentine's Day and you're like, it's 5 o'clock and I still haven't got anything. Yeah. Right? Yep. Which means I'm getting angry that I haven't got anything. Yep. You're you're feeling a little
3: little neglected. Or
1: you get something and you're like, well, he got it because he had to get it. Ah.
4: You know? Like,
1: Like, where's the authenticity of buying something? For your significant other on Valentine's Day.
0: There Sounds to me like Brent didn't buy anything. You set the table. No, no,
1: I did. I'm just telling no, you, man. I did, and and I was I didn't enjoy the buying process, quite <laughs> frankly. Like I did it. Like I bought roses. I yeah. bought a balloon. I bought Sour Patch Kids for Kaylee. Not in a necklace, by the way. Yeah. And I bought a Hershey bar for Ty.
4: Okay. Yeah.
1: And I'm like. You guys told me yesterday I basically had to do this,
4: mm-hmm. yeah. and Hallmark
1: has told me that I've had to do this. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, for sure it's Like, they do. I'm a bad person if I don't do this. Well, well I am not. I have a, a great marriage. We've been together for 20 years, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be together for at least 21.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I don't know. He likes the his chances. <laughs> when's the anniversary? Vegas, Vegas has him have? favored right now.
4: I got through the summer what, to, get, what, to get through. But let's All be right. honest though, like, like
3: at least they went out of the way to let you know, like, you should probably get us something. Like, that's props to them because the last thing you want is like sociopaths where like, you don't have to get me anything, and then you uh, believe yeah, them, yeah. and then you show up empty handed, oh, and it's no. like the disappointment.
1: This was not on my kids or my wife. Then. Oh, okay. This was okay. on you guys. Oh, on me? the last couple of days. Oh. We what did I do about Valentine's Day? Because you said I basically had to get him something. Oh. Before. Steph would have been We're going to Mr. Fine. Taco tonight,
3: and that's it, man. Steph would have been a family fine thing. if I didn't get her anything. Well, we're, we're just going to a taco truck. That's all we're doing tonight. No, that's all you're doing. Would that's Steph all be doing. fine
0: if you didn't get her anything? I she mean, really I know she would. says she will be. She would. Okay. She really would. Okay.
3: Like, I believe it, too. Now I'm getting self conscious. Should I get my wife something? Yes. Because we, we always agree you're we should have, have but we, we never do
1: that. I'll give you these hearts
3: after the oh, show. Oh, fantastic, Brent. Thank will you. Help. The gift that keeps on giving.
1: I just it's uh John, I just want to let you know I told everybody at the top of the show though I did not buy a card. I, I refused to buy into yeah. the cult that yeah. is Hallmark. Well,
0: yeah. because you're paying five dollars <laughs> for a card. You know what I did do this year for the first time? I, I bought a pack of cards and gave them all like the same Good card. Idea. And well, it, was, it was it was like six bucks instead of like twenty five. John, so you have three idea? you have three daughters. Uh,
3: they're, they're all in high school, or no, what's middle no. school? Oh, high school, middle school,
0: and elementary. I got them. Fantastic,
3: P- perfect. God asked. So, do they still do like the Valentine's Day where you have to bring one for every single student, or not?
0: Yes. Well, my my elementary school girl, yes. The okay. Other, the older ones, no. But here's a deal. This is another thing. Let me let me thank you for get, putting me on this uh, subject. Now you're welcome. This is out on out, out of hand. I'm going to do a public service right here. We need to end this trend of Instagram. Uh, pinterest uh, valentine's boxes it is too stressful for parents no. john you john, know in my day nope. in my day you used to have these little boxes you maybe put some paper on them and said john's valentine's box and give sure. me candy in the cards yeah now you have to have like a theme and it has to be this thing and my daughter and i we spent like all day making this dragon that she had to make for her box
3: dude it's a it's a big deal though i remember being in grade school and i'm going above and beyond putting stickers and
0: glitter on my box because, stickers dude. and glitter are awesome i would be okay. in favor of that yeah. i had to put two boxes glue them together cut out uh wings for this dragon and I had to spray paint it the right color. I mean, it was insanity. John, and I'm just saying, it's a big John, deal, you got to step
1: in and be oh. a dad here and just say, hey, I like doing this. You guys are you all <laughs> your minds, man. Like,
3: they're, they're, You have to have the legit box for the Valentine's. Brent, this is a big deal. Because the think about it, Brent, you see, you're, you're thinking like an old man. You have to think like a kid again. and You have to think about, like... Go back to those days in grade school, man. Like, yeah. those Valentine's days, man, okay. those are those are right up there with, like, the yearbook How? signings, right? Because the yearbook signing was the most important thing because that was when you kind of find out what girls are liking you or not. Because, you know, someone signs your yearbook, hey, go ahead and uh, maybe I'll see you this summer. Here's my phone number. Yeah. What? Uh,
4: phone yeah. number? Right. See you this
3: long. summer? Yeah. Exactly. A little yeah. heart and everything. And then That's all of a sudden... True. I'm like I'm like the guy from uh, the Breakfast Club in Bender at the end where I put my fist up in the air and I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be a great summer. And it's the same thing with
0: Valentine's hold on, Day. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How yeah. old is your son? He's four years old. How now. many of these boxes have you made? Well, he's not. I mean, okay. He's, he, hey, he's okay. Hey, he's a I'm, right carer, now, sir. I'm talking to the hand with the with the microphone, but, radio but, crowd. But I'm, but I'm ta- just ta- saying. No, ta- hey. In three years, when you make your first box, come okay. talk to me.
3: You know what? And that's going to be the best-looking box, I come promise that. Because, dude, at me. the end of the day, the Valentine's Day, next to the yearbook signing, it's the most important thing because you can tell people what you think about people, I am right?
0: 100% on and- ab- board with what you're saying. I love this stuff. Yeah, It's great. And honestly, I had a lot of fun making it with her. But it's yeah. crazy too much. It's dude, too much.
3: I just remember we had, like, like the old-school... NASCAR Valentines, yeah, and like there's like yeah. the Jeff Gordon ones, yep. So like all the girls that I like, dude, Jeff Gordon ones. And yes. there's a special girl in the class. She got two Jeff Gordon, ones. <laughs> yes. Not, not even lying. I'm not all sure my boys. Fired up. All my boys got Dale Earnhardt, because, you yes. know, Dale Earnhardt's one of the boys. Guys and And then uh, Terry Terry Labonte in the cornflakes car, those yeah. went to the girls that I was kind of interested in, because cornflakes <laughs> not too bad. Um, all the guys I didn't like, they got Mark Martin ones, because Mark Martin at the time was old, and I was kind of like, whatever. And then all the girls that were kind of generic, I'm, I'm not even lying, this is the truth. Uh, I'll, I'll, I believe that. Because yeah, I'm a sociopath, dude. Up. I'm, I was up. a straight-up sociopath. And, like, all the girls I didn't like or just kind of whatever, they got the, the Rusty Wallace card, because it was it was like it was a black, it was black and orange, I think, and I didn't know who a sponsor was, dude. But it was like the most basic thing. So all those generic girls, they got a generic Valentine of a generic driver named Rusty uh, Wallace with a generic car. Good to see Austin
1: Lane. The kid didn't judge anybody. Oh, dude, I was,
3: and you best believe I would watch everyone open up their Valentines. I'm like, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah, you enjoy that Rusty Wallace. That's what you get right there. And then of course the crush that I had of like, all right, to uh, Jeff
1: Gordons, all right, Come on, serious question: Are more people happy? Or sad on Valentine's Day by the end oh. of the night.
0: Oh, I don't know. What do the statistics say on, on no Americans who are single or versus not single?
3: I'm, I'm going to say happy because I see a lot more people like celebrating being with somebody than actually like on Facebook like posting, "Oh, this day sucks." Really? So, okay. so I, I think happy.
4: And one other
1: thought: you know what the greatest holiday is? What's that? Maybe Halloween. Saint Patrick's Day. Why is that? Whoa. You don't have to get cards. Mm. You drink beer. That's Nobody gets mad if you celebrate it with them. You just wear point. green and have fun.
3: I like your style, man.
1: St. Patrick's Day might be the best.
3: Hmm. Cinco, de, Cinco de Miles up there, too, just from the, you know, from the
1: uh, of tequila standpoint. True. What about, it, like, it Labor Day true. and
0: Memorial Day where you don't do anything?
1: Well, that's true, too. But, I mean, we're talking about something that something really happens. You know, Labor Day, you're just cooking out, right? Yeah, uh,
0: that's awesome.
1: I mean, that's a good day. But you get my point. Like, Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day are the same family.
0: I I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh,
1: by the way, one last thing here, uh, just so to prove that Steph really wouldn't have cared if I didn't get her anything, yeah, yeah I was home today, and could have gone to like lunch. Yeah, she chose to go to lunch with another with a friend. Okay, that wasn't a guy. I don't think the, I that's what. Well, <laughs> hey,
3: that's <hey, laughs> he the proof you hey. were looking for. <laughs> Did you see my face, Brent? I was like, do you need <laughs> no, to leave no, a little
0: no.
1: early? Do you need? Wow, a... oh, no. no. we're all good. Okay.
0: Like I said, we, it was we're, a galentine. I think the galentine thing is catching on.
1: Inching toward twenty-one years. Uh, yes, yes, it was a gallon Very good. Oh, all right. good. All right. Hi, John Bachman, we'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. on CBS 47, Fox 30. We got a big soccer game tonight. Good luck. Oh, I'm trailers. so
0: nervous. Thank you. I appreciate it. You guys have a good weekend.
1: All right. You too. Uh, John Bachman, Tanika Hughes, Mike Borish, and the Action Sports Jacks team on uh, the TV side, CBS 47, Fox 30. And we'll have you covered from Daytona, by the way, all weekend long. We'll be in Daytona on Sunday. And we... Go at noon time for an hour on Fox 30, getting you ready for the race with our Road to Victory Lane special. We come back to the Jacksonville International Auto Show when we come back. Our coverage presented by First Coast Accurate Dealers. NFL, MLB, NBA, looking down the road. What's the most healthiest of the three? You can throw NHL in there if you want. We talk about it next on ESPN 69. Joan Taylor, part of that good rookie class of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Talk about that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it ranks, but uh, I want just a quick conversation because we really got caught up in Valentine's Day and cars. <laughs> so, uh, apologies. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we we talk a lot of sports, uh, but sometimes it's fun talking a little Valentine's Day. In fact, yeah, we're going bro. to equate Valentine's Day to sports in just a little bit with the Jacksonville Jaguars and our conversation hearts. Yes. Yeah. That's the. Uh, Project of the day. It was. Courtesy of Kooz. So if it flops, it's his fault. If it's a huge success, well...
3: We all take credit.
1: Absolutely, we will. Uh, (laughs) Brent Martin, Austin Lane here at Prime Osborne. We're at the Jacksonville International Auto Show, and some folks have been just kind of very consistent. A lot of people uh, checking out some of the newest vehicles uh, uh, in... uh, Well, for all different brands. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of brands here. But uh, right here at the Prime Osborne... And our coverage brought to you by the First Coast Acura Dealers. So good to be here on the road once again and uh, hanging out downtown at the Prime Osborne. All right, there's a question I want to answer, uh, and I and I we need to do this. Okay. I feel like the NBA is so healthy, and this comes from a guy who's been a very casual NBA fan mm-hmm. observer. Coos loves the NBA, so this kind of like this is your MMA and maybe my golf or baseball and Coos. Kuz gets eliminated from this conversation. Sure. Because he likes the NBA even if it sticks. Of course. Right? Drive yeah. Dish podcast. Are you yeah. dropping a new Driving Dish podcast this weekend or what, Kuz?
2: Yeah, we're going to do it after the uh, the All-Star game, that though, so we can talk about it. That makes sense. Kuz, do you have a biggest All-Star snub? I mean, the big one was Devin Booker, but now he's yeah, in there. Yeah, he's you know? in. Okay. So maybe Bradley Beal. John okay. Moran might be up on that list a little bit.
3: There it is. Okay, I was waiting for that yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: biggest uh, biggest storyline of the first half of
1: the season, NBA.
3: Ooh. Who's uh, go first, man? I got. I'm trying
2: to I, think I of still th- like and and maybe this will help your arguments going forward. But I would. I mean, the Kobe stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you consider that like the on court style. But other than that, I would say, uh, probably, Zion coming back.
1: Interesting. I, I, I would say the Lakers in general. I was going to say Kobe, that too. Brent. The Lakers are about as relevant as they've been, in my opinion, in 20 years. Well, not 20 years because Kobe Bryant, but it, it, it feels like in a long time. Mm-hmm. So let's say a handful of years. And one, because they're good. I don't know if they have the best. I think Bucks have the best record, but they have the second best second record. Second best right record, correct. LeBron's been unbelievable. Anthony yep. Davis has been good. And obviously the Kobe Bryant stuff that is all centered around that Lakers name and logo yeah. and, and uniform and everything else that has now gone across the uh, NBA. So, so I don't want to, I mean, yes, Kobe is a dominating story, but I, I really mean from a storyline standpoint in the sport. But I do think it's all-encompassing because how good the Lakers are and really how good LeBron James has been. I mean, going to the Lakers was a mistake, it looked like, last year. Yeah, Going to the Lakers now looks like it was... A good decision By
4: LeBron
3: So off the top of my head A couple storylines That I think Kind of stick out to me Number one was Obviously the Lakers I think with how Cohesive him and AD Playing together Right off the bat Have been I mean it's been Very successful But honestly I Like us Yeah exactly right But my other two Big uh, takeaways From the NBA so far they both come from the East, and number one, it's the Toronto Raptors, of how good they are. I think they're number good two point. right now in the Eastern Conference, and obviously they lose Kawhi Leonard, and let's be honest, they haven't like missed a beat, it seems like. Did they so,
2: win like 15 in a row? Maybe for a while. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, they, yeah. they had like 45 wins, coups, is it? 44? Yeah, and they just, I, I believe the 15-game win streak just ended, actually. Okay. okay. Yeah. And you're so, going to say Miami next time. I was going to say Miami, man, because I mean,
3: I'll, I'll be fair, Toronto wasn't really on my radar, obviously, after Kawhi left, and Miami... Definitely wasn't on my radar, even though they got Jimmy Butler. But you know they're, they're getting a lot of big minutes from some of their younger guys, and Miami's looking pretty legit as well.
1: Another storyline, by the way, Kuz is your 76ers. Yeah, because yeah. Embiid seems like he's in the headlines all the time, and mm-hmm. 76ers have not been good. So that's another one of the storylines. All right, so answer the question: NFL ten years from now, it is still trending up, still the king of the sport by the margin it is now. MLB has found itself with some of these rule changes and other things. Uh, they figured things out. Or the NBA is now creeping up on the NFL in terms of its popularity. Again, it's not apples to apples because NFL is not really a global sport. Yeah. So it's different in that respect. I mean, MLB is, golf is, all those others are, NHL even. But uh, NFL is not. I mean, they're trying to get more global.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: We all know that the NFL is king. The NBA is in a great place. I mean, they've got more stars than you can you can even count.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there growth potential to kind of look up and be like, "Hey, we are starting to see the shift"? Because as good as the NBA is right now, we still know the NFL's king. We know football's king.
3: Yeah. Who's going to go first, or should I? You
1: can, I can
3: go. go first. Can go. Okay. So honestly, Brent, we're saying in ten years. I honestly would not be surprised if the NBA overtakes the NFL. And listen, and I'm an NFL guy. I'm, I'm the last person who should be campaigning for the NBA. But I think there's a few reasons why I back up the NBA right now. In 10 years, number one, it's with the you know the cause of concern for injuries, right? We, we talk about CTE, we talk about head trauma, and I think the research is only going to get more um, you know strenuous. I think the, the research is only going to come out with more findings and probably going to be some findings that people don't like so i think where you know if parents are concerned about you know getting their kids started too early well if you lose the next generation of football players then the you know when you get to the pros it's not going to be as talented so i think that's something to keep in mind was the injury standpoint um and another thing too is obviously the star potential like yes obviously lebron james is the big guy even still and yeah he honestly is going to probably carry that torch too but like there's going to be another LeBron James eventually, right? Like people say there's going to be another Michael Jordan. Well, then LeBron James came along, and we're all talking about him.
1: Well, Kobe came first.
3: Well, and then Kobe came as well. So Exactly. So there's always going to be that type of star power. And in terms of star power, especially from a global brand, that's the beauty of basketball and how it can showcase its players. Because if you're a star in the NBA, you're going to have a direct influence, assuming that you're healthy and on the court, you're going to have a direct influence through the entire game. You want to talk about star power right now like Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Yes, they have star power as well, but guess what? They're only on the field for half the time. NBA players, man, they play an offense and defense. They're not wearing pads. They're not wearing a helmet. So the personalities are always on display. So with that being said, I think the NBA is going to overtake the NFL in 10 years.
1: That's interesting. Uh, Kuz, you can jump in on it if you want. Uh, are you that bullish on the NBA? Because you've got to remember now, I don't know if overtake is the right word. The NFL, there is such a gap between football and the NFL and yeah. everything else in in the United States. That I don't know if overtake is possible, but significantly well, close the gap. To yeah, the and I'm just talking so about, I guess,
3: from like more like a global brand too.
1: Obviously, yeah. that's that's a little easier for me to discuss. It's got a lot of growth potential globally. Yeah. Uh, you that bullish on it, Coos.
2: Not necessarily. I, I almost look at it more from a like a content creation or a content side of things. Um, the sport that's able to get on social media quicker, and and that they're already doing that uh, in all sports essentially. But I think the one that can find a way to do it the fastest and kind of spread clips and get things out there is going to grow bigger. And to that, what Austin was saying, you know, in football, you get the clips out there, but the players are in all these pads. You don't really see them. Um, where basketball, you, you actually see the face of the person that's dunking the basketball in that clip that's been viewed five million times. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And uh, I think that is an interesting part of it, the uniform. NBA players, by the way, on a whole, especially the LeBrons, the Anthony Davis of the world, they look, and we're intrigued by this, they are so unique mm-hmm. because, well, you just don't walk down the street and see seven-footers all the time, and you really don't see seven-footers that are stepping back and shooting threes or dunking it. Well, you see them dunking, but yeah. uh, you know, they just are, are unique athletes that, as much as we say you don't make 300-pound offensive linemen in the NFL... Sure. I feel like the NBA athlete is something that we see or feel less of. That it looks so unique that there's almost like this... uh the, sh- the show quality to them Because of that
3: But let's be honest though too Brent uh, Another guy that's responsible for print the NBA in Another stratosphere is Steph Curry Steph Curry's like 6'2, 6'3 Good point. So like, you see him on the street It's like that guy plays basketball yeah. But so guess what like, Yeah but he's very relatable As opposed to NFL players Where like That'd be like Kyler Murray coming out And like you know Setting like these NFL passing records Which he hasn't done yet Maybe like Drew Brees Something like that as well But like so I get what you're saying. We're in the land of the giants, obviously these these freak athletes, these seven footers. But also, you can be six three, have a great shot, and still be able to be like one of the biggest names in the sport. Yeah, but
1: if you go to the zoo, you know you like to look at the giraffe, and the giraffe doesn't do anything. But the giraffe is so different and massive. That's like that's like <laughs> I was wondering. Comparing professional athletes to zoo animals, I was
3: wondering where we're going with it, but I actually I see your point. I see your point.
1: But Isn't the giraffe fascinating? It behavior, is, man. Right? Yeah, well, dude. He it, does nothing while he's eating except the grass.
3: No, you just you just feed him those branches and everything like that. But have you seen them fight, though, man? Oh, well, when they fight with those necks, it's crazy, dude. Uh,
1: but uh, here's a here's the, a... I don't think the gap will close immensely <laughs> yeah. in the next ten years. But there's a caveat to that. How damaging will be the upcoming CBA? Agreement or disagreement? Yeah. Because what happens in these kind of things? Something has to happen to change the dynamic. See, baseball really lost a lot of people when they had their strike in the early nineties. Now they got some back because of the home runs, but then they might have lost some other people because of the steroids. Sure. You know, so they had this stuff. And and by the way, the NFL was already starting to grow, but we saw a big change right in the mid to late nineties and early two thousands, where NFL became whoa. Mm-hmm. Now the NBA was struggling at that time. They had lost Jordan. They lost Bird. They lost Magic. So they weren't there to pounce on it. Mm-hmm. MLB lost its grip, and they kind of fell down. And it looked like the NFL came up. And I don't know if that like coincides, but it felt like that around that time. The NFL has to be a little bit careful, because if this is a long work stoppage, to go along with the things that you mentioned and the injury and the shorter careers and all those things, and what feels like it could be greedy. See, fans don't like greed. Sure. And, and when it feels greedy... Well, they don't like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a possibility for them to lose a little footing, although their hold is so strong. And keep in mind, as everybody continues to be able to bet and gamble, and that those rules loosen up around the country, it is going to help football more than anything as well, because we will eventually, in my opinion, go to a stadium and be wagering on games yeah. inside a stadium. Now you can do that in the NBA and other places, too. <laughs> But I think the NFL has thrived off betting, fantasy football. And, and and the gap between the betting and the fantasy football and the others like NBA and MLB. You can do all those things at the other sports, but it yeah. just feels like the gap is so huge that even when you get to the in-stadium part of that, it will be another boon for the NFL, I believe. So I don't think there will be a changeover, a massive one, unless this is just an awful work stoppage. And, and it really ticks off the fans.
3: And keep in mind, when you want to talk about the growing popularities of either, because to me it comes down to either NBA or the NFL, Keep in mind what the New England Patriots did for the brand of the NFL, right? Because people either loved to cheer for them or they cheered against them, but you were accustomed to seeing the New England Patriots in a championship game. And to me, that meant something. It was kind of like growing up as a kid with the New York Yankees. Like, I couldn't stand the Yankees, but I think, like, some of, like, those times when the Yankees were actually winning World Series, like, that's when baseball was kind of king for a little bit. And also with, obviously, the NBA, you have, like, the Chicago Bulls and everything. Well, when Jordan left, um, you were kind of reduced to the San Antonio Spurs and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, defensive teams that were kind of—I don't want to say boring—but I, mean, I think the, the Pistons were exciting to watch. But like the Spurs, man, you had Manu Ginobili, you had Tim Duncan, you had—you uh, know—Robinson, like just guys that you know weren't really that, that kind of like moved the needle or anything like that. So keep in mind with kind of the fall right now, the Patriots dynasty hopefully coming up, we'll see. And then with the kind of the fall right now, or we'll see with the Warriors. I mean, it's kind of interesting to keep in mind what happened because keep in mind when it was the, the Raptors last year. No one was really watching that.
1: I'd love to see a 30 for 30 someday, by the way, on just how sneakers in general have helped the NBA become more popular than ever. From Jordan himself. Yeah. But mid-90s all the way to now. Because you don't get that in the other sports. They're cleats. Yep. You're not going to buy cleats and wear them to work. Yeah. So you can buy sneakers.
3: So, quick question. You you called NBA players giraffes. What does that make Steph Curry, then? Is 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 he like in the Stingray exhibit? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, where'd you put Steph Curry? Just a, 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 a vanilla... Uh,
1: yeah. Petting zoo. Uh, would he be happy Steph if I called him, him the, the goat? Steph Curry's at the petting Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and when we come back... Um, Nicely done. Conversation hearts compared to Jags players. Uh-oh. It's next. ESPN <laughs> 690. Hey, welcome back to the Prime Osborne Jacksonville International Auto Show here on a Friday. It goes all weekend long into Saturday and Sunday. Our coverage here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 brought to you by First Coast Acura Dealers. Thanks for hanging out with us up until 6 o'clock. Hope you're having a good week. hit into the weekend in style. Got a little cooler today. I was going to go play golf this morning. Yeah. Woke up saying, nope, not happening. <laughs> We're all good, huh? Not going to do it. There's too many nice days to play in Jacksonville. So that did not happen. But hopefully a good weekend ahead. And also, uh, good Valentine's Day tonight with your sweetheart. Hey, that's scripted, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Balling and fallen coming up uh, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Jags rookie class coming up. But you know what it is? See what I have here? Crack them open, Brent. Now listen, if you're watching... Uh, well, or watch. Yeah. If you're watching on the video feeds, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch... You can see I have tiny conversation hearts. (laughs) It's time to open them up. And, Kuz, explain the rules of this game.
2: Okay. uh, All we're doing is comparing the saying of each heart to a specific Jaguar player. Now, did
1: you anticipate Austin actually doing homework for this assignment? That no. was delivered about 1 o'clock this afternoon.
2: No, because uh, I thought I answered them all already, so I thought we were just rolling with those.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, man. No, no,
2: went I went 50, to the
3: originals. Deep. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I have about, like, 16 of the original sayings that were first put on, like, the, the candy hearts or whatever like that, and I went from there.
2: See, that's the difference between us. I did the uh, the bare minimum effort. Sure. Um. That's- and and there we go.
3: Yep. Well, just consider this my <laughs> resume for next year when the the pay scale
2: increases <laughs> a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, you don't have to mention that to Coos. Oh, no <laughs> yeah, forget that, man. Nothing, We're just gonna man.
3: franchise take Coos. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: gonna be all good. All right. Well, I don't know what you have, but I'm just gonna pull <laughs> one out of here. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna pull several out of here.
3: Yeah.
1: I you eat all these. Oh, apples? so this
3: I like your style because this is completely random. I like
1: this. Yeah,
3: this is random. This is random. This one is for me. Okay, one for you.
1: Who's that going to? <laughs> this is why I did homework. I knew it was going to be hard. The one for me this, is Gardner Minshew the answer to every one of these?
3: It just might be, man. He it really just might be might the be. answer for all of this. The one for you.
1: All right, no, I'm going to go. Could I'm be
3: gonna, a draft pick.
1: No, no. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with uh, this one's near. This one, what this means, this translation is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Right? Yep. I, I, I'm going to go to battle for, man. Okay. Calais Campbell. Ah, I like that. Can I, I'm saying you need Calais Campbell on this team. You want him on this team, yep. and you better find a way to get him on this team, yep. whether it's for what he's playing for right now or figure it out. But you need to keep him in Jacksonville. He's the
2: one for me. Can I uh? Put, can oh. I can I put a rule in? <laughs> Come on, why? What do we need rules here? I just well, no, I was gonna say with it. now now your Calais is Callias is done. You can't oh, ever you can't yeah. use oh. him again. No, I hear well, you. F-
3: f- yeah, for Brent you can. I-, I might be able to use him. Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying. Once okay.
2: you use a-, a player, they're they're off the board. You can't use yeah. him again. Yeah.
1: All right. I got. I'm gonna keep going because yeah. I do. You, other ones you, in you my just end. keep going, and then I'll do mine next. Uh, call me. I don't know. That. Well, it
3: should, it should be tweet me, but okay, call yeah, you. Yeah, it should be. Yeah,
1: I'll say uh, Dave Caldwell.
4: <laughs> okay. L-
1: let me uh, help you make some decisions. <laughs> okay, good right. one. Yep, Fair enough. That that's me. good. That's good. Call him. He got my number. I got you. He might. I got you. I don't think he's going to ask what I should do. What they should do. <laughs> he might call me, but I'm not, not saying that. Uh, oh, boy. Um. This one's, this one's a little aggressive, I feel like. This is a little, one love. One Love. Is this an original?
3: That's not an original one. Uh, One Love.
1: One Love. How about this? I I can bail out of here a little bit.
3: (laughs) Backpedaling. Here we go. That's a
1: good one, though, I think. Okay. Jags fans. Ah. Uh, Jags fans need some the love right hanging now, fruit, man. fruit. It was from low red hanging fruit. fruit. No, I respect right? it though. I mean, I respect but they need it. that. Yep. Like on this Valentine's Day, they need a hug, man. Yep. They need somebody to love them. Yep. I like it. And I'm it. here for you. I like Jags it. Jags fans, Section 203, uh, and everybody else. Keep but, going, uh, man. I like this. No, no, this is good. You go now.
0: Hey, dude,
3: I have like. 13, so you're going to need to go, do a little more. A at a time. Okay, so once again, did a little research and try to find some of the original ones uh, on Google. And I love how we each did something differently, right? Like, you bought the candy, and Coos just did the bare minimum of looking on the website of, like, the five of them or six of them. And I actually did some research. So we all did it a, a, kind of a different way, but it's all good. So first of all, <laughs> you're hot, okay? Was an <laughs> original one. Now The stadium No Well yeah the, the, the sta- I, actually, I should have did that Dang it No so I thought we were doing I'll stay players i of yours by the way So listen No you're good man So we're doing players And listen I don't mean I find this person attractive I'm just meaning this guy is probably always hot And I'm going to on Taylor Because the dude's always wearing long sleeves Especially in Jacksonville man You say it keeps you cooler I don't believe you yeah, I, They're sweating under there Yeah You're, you're literally hot all the time Because it's hot in Jacksonville Alright Yes Next Uh Perfect perfect, but it was P U R Yeah, I mean Jackson Deville. Got any more brain busters? Yeah, come on. That's easy. Yep. Uh crazy for you. And you know, it's crazy than the the, the 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 number four and then the letter U. That one's going to Josh Allen because you'd be crazy to pass him up in the NFL draft talking to the Oakland Raiders.
1: Very good. Alright, that's three of them. That's three. My next uh, I'll do a couple here. Yep. Let's see what we got. By the way, you can jump on in, 904 362 Your conversation hat, uh, conversation uh, heart, excuse me, uh, related to the Jaguars. Oh, man, I screwed myself. Bestie. <laughs> bestie. See, could have been Calais. Could have been Calais, but not Can't anymore. can anymore. Uh, Who's bestie
3: your bestie on, on that team, Brent? Bestie. Uh,
1: uh, oh, I know this. Really? I think so. Um. Uh, Hmm, Bestie defense. I'm trying to get through the mm-hmm. the, the lineup here. Uh, I'll tell you what. Here's here we go. Here's a guy. I, I love this guy. Um, he's probably not going to be on the team anymore soon. I think we're the same. Mark Eastley.
3: Oh no. You know, that's a great answer. I was going to say Chris Conley because you guys do a show oh, together. Oh, that would have been a really good. One. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, know, you guys a do a show one. together, and he's fantastic. Good but no, M- M- was a Wide receiver. Marquise Lee is a good one. too.
1: W- wide receiver. I, lo- I-, I love Marquise Lee. Um, you know, uh, people are starting to release guys. Marquise Lee could be one of those guys that gets released sooner than later. Sure. Uh, yeah. Or maybe the Jags surprise everybody and keep them. All right, uh, have I already done this one? Yeah, I already did one for me, so I'm not doing that again. Uh, let's do this again. Bay, Bay, B B A E. Yeah. L- let's
3: see, you get out of this one. How do you wiggle out of this let's one? Let's see, you get out of this one. I'm putting my feet up for I mean, this if one. I was single, I would pick Who's a bay? cheerleader or something. Yeah, of right? course we can't do that, Brent. Obviously, you you're a married man. So what do you got for us? Uh
1: oh, boy. Who's Bay? Um. How do you get around this one? I like the old hearts better. (laughs)
4: Well, just Uh,
3: wait. You'd be surprised. Go ahead.
1: You read a couple while I think of this one. I (laughs) need a little more time. ben has
3: got to think of who his band's going to be. So, believe it or not, Yum Yum... Was one of the original ones. And believe me, this one took me uh, some time. But Yum Yum is going out to Avery Jones because if you don't get me my money, you'll be sleeping with the fishes, and I'm sure they'll probably eat you as well. So $50. Yum Yum is Avery $50. Jones. Yep, um, for, over 50 bucks. But I But a conversation say? heart. Um, I love you. Going out to Minshew, obviously, because I feel like everybody loves Minshew, so that was an easy one. Hug Me. Kind of aggressive. <laughs> this, this one's going off to Yannick Ngakwe. Not because I want a hug from Yannick Ngakwe, but I feel like Yannick Ngakwe and his skill set with his speed draws a lot of holding calls. So linemen want to hold on to him a little bit. See what I'm going there? So hug me is Yannick Ngakwe. Um... Love Bug, whatever that means, is going out to Leonard Fournette because he was sick that last game. Hopefully he he got rid of that flu, (laughs) and he's he's poised for a 2020 campaign. And and,
1: and he's from Louisiana, and Love Bugs are crazy in Louisiana. Okay, there you go.
3: See, I like a little double-team, Brent. And I'll do one more. I'll let you go back on. Soulmate. And uh, to me, it's the soulmate is Taven Bryan because he reminds me a lot of myself. Um, the way he plays the game, he has to obviously put it together, but he plays with a lot of intensity and passion. So Taven Bryan is the soulmate.
1: <laughs> I'm stuck on Bay. You're still <laughs> on Bay, Brett. Come on, man, get out of there. Here's I'm gonna. Could Yannick and Gakwe be your, my Bay? Okay. Because I'm afraid I might lose him. Okay, okay. I like that. I like, I like that. You know, it's on the edge.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it rocky.
1: It is. Relationship's a bit rocky. Okay. I, I think he might fit another heart better than that. Sure. But I'm at but a that's loss. That's you're going. I did not expect Bay to come so, out of the bag. So
3: you're going with Yankee Gakwe. See guy, got, man. I, uh, I like yours a lot better, man, because it's random.
1: Eh, bestie. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Here you go. This is nice. Josh Lambeau. Nice guy. No. Oh. Wait, nice. <laughs> no. Nope, well, I well, mean, yeah, 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 he's a yeah, nice guy, but yeah. i like a nice guy. Yeah. Uh... Just a nice season. Nice season, man. Yeah. Thirty three out of thirty four. I mean, sure. unbelievable season, really. Yep. It, you can't you might not get a nicer season yep. than Josh Lambeau just had. I like it. Uh, he was sensational in every facet of the game, uh, for the Jaguars. So uh, and it was coming off a contract extension, which I think is underappreciated. Sure. You know, we hammer guys when they don't deliver mm-hmm. on contract extensions. Josh Lambeau delivered and that was nice. Fantastic. Keep, Keep going, going, man. All right. I'm, I'm sitting back and enjoying this. You and me. Ah, I had this one. one, That's an original one. You got one? Yep. All right. You and me. You and me. Um, All right. Here we go. I can go. Uh, You and me is DJ Chark. Ah, okay. We both started, well, I started my career in Alexandria. He's from Alexandria, Louisiana. Okay. You and me. I like it. We're going to Tunk's this summer, and I've got to go do a story in his hometown. That's the goal. You and me, nicely done. You and me goes out to Avery Jones. We're fighting. How many
3: hearts You is this and me fighting in a cage. If I don't get my money soon, <laughs> Avery Jones hey, you and me.
1: He didn't follow the rules, crew. I, I know.
3: Sorry, that, that was the only guy I had twice. All right, I promise you, it'll be just was, you know one person from now on.
1: All right, uh, go ahead. You, you want to finish it up? up? Finish it up.
3: Puppy love. <laughs> no, jeez. You well, can
1: go up in the corner of the stadium yeah, and you find was, plenty of them. You go,
3: absolutely. <laughs> so, Brent, what, what goes with uh, dogs? Or what doesn't go with dogs? Cats. Sometimes. Exactly. And when we talk about cats, I think of the, the cat dance, DJ Chark. So DJ Chark is puppy love. Okay. Um, Say yes. Dave Caldwell, say yes to Yannick Ngakwe and at least $22 million a year if you have to, but you cannot lose
1: Yannick Ngakwe. All right. I like it. All right, I'm going to do two more. Yep. Here we go. I just want to see if I get something different. Text yeah. me. <laughs> Haven't had text. Just me, just had. Call me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is very modern with these this things. It is there. very modern. It's like Skype me next, or All right. I guess it's kind of old. Text me, Jay Gruden. Oh. Who you want to ride with at QB? Yes. And what kind of offense are you going to run with these guys? Which one fits that offense better? I got questions for Jay yeah. Gruden. I like so it. So give
3: me a text. I like it. I like it a lot. You want me to go again? Yeah. So uh XOXO was an original one, and that's going out to actually Jay Gruden as well because I want to know what kind of offense you're going to implement. How are you going to use Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles, depending who the starting quarterback is? Let us know a little bit. You're, you're obviously brought in here now to try to change the situation a little bit, so XOXO, Jay Gruden. All right. DM me.
1: I got DM <laughs> are me. Are you kidding me? Jalen Ramsey. These are like millennial uh, hearts series. How about okay. Jalen Ramsey? Okay. Ended up in somebody else's DMs a time or two, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so how about Jalen DM me and tell me exactly what went wrong in Jacksonville? Yes, okay. I want to know what that meeting was like. I've heard all different reasons. I've sure. heard all different scenarios. I've yep. heard all different atmospheres in that room. Yeah. In Houston. Yes. And where it all went wrong. I want the dirt. So DM me. DM Brent Martin. Slide <laughs> on in, man. By the way, you don't have to follow me, uh, like, uh, block, unblock me or anything like that. Yeah. I'm already unblocked. You're unblocked. You're good. So you, that's you he are, does have you're, to you're you're follow you,
2: though. You can't oh. DM someone unless you follow him, I'm pretty sure, on Twitter.
1: No, well, well he, he can As can long request. as I follow him, you yeah, oh, okay. can yes, request it.
3: Yes. Yep. Trust me. I've, been, I've done my fair share of stuff. I know how <laughs> it works.
4: <laughs> yes i slid DMs in so many DMs. i was like say, why are you, you no, sliding DMs? Hey, hey you might have to call me Ricky minute, Henderson. Not, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm kidding. man. No. Valentine's
3: Day, no. easy. No, I'm kidding, man. All right, uh, <laughs> where are we at now? Oh, be mine was an original one, Brent. That back an, in the day. That's an original. one. Be mine is going out to a three-four defense. Gonna need you to be mine and be the Jacksonville Jaguars going forward. I think that's the scheme to use, especially if you keep Yannick Ngakwe the 3-4 defense, Brent, I've been campaigning for how long now I want to see it implemented because let's be honest, yeah. do, do you think it's going to be the same defense going into next season, or are we going to see some
1: changes in wrinkles? I think we'll see some wrinkles. Yeah, I do. I I, I think, but again, it's a lot based on personnel. Like I said, hey, could they go get Derek Wolf if they want to wrinkle it up? Will yeah. they have you on? You know, will they have Calais? That's a hard question to answer right now, even for Todd Wash. I think they'll have similar principles, but again, we asked at the Super Bowl, we asked uh, Robert Sala, Mm -hmm. and he said, yeah, it's it's the scheme, but we have a lot of different wrinkles in there. And I think they'll probably adopt a lot of what San Francisco did. I think they'll look at a lot of that tape and be like, all right, can we do some of those things with the personnel we have? But so much of that depends on personnel. You always say it. Absolutely. You know, you want to create something that's good for your personnel, the people on the roster. Todd Wash will have to do that. Although we hope it comes with some wrinkles. Exactly. Uh, hey, Coos, let's hit the happy hour horn, and then we break this up. Uh, we're not breaking up, but we'll break <laughs> this up, and maybe we'll get some more hearts down the road. That yeah. was fun. Uh, I also want to talk about the rookie class and how it ranks in the NFL, according to some. I got that right on the other side of the happy hour horn here on a Friday. <laughs>
3: Grab a drink, get a shot, and tip your star tenders. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted.
1: <laughs> well, let's be honest,
3: I'm never going to get that right. So Yeah, nah, you got yeah, it. You nailed
1: all right, it. All right, cool. Listen, it's cool tunes. We can wait on it. Yeah, of course, man. I'm just uh, admiring it. Uh, happy Hour Horn on a Friday. Hopefully you uh, get home from work, uh, see your significant other, have a good weekend. Stay out of the DMs. Raise a toast. Yeah, stay out of the DMs. Yep. Uh, DM me. You and me, text me, one for me. Nice. (laughs) Bestie and Bay. Bay was the tricky one. Yeah. Although uh, Submarine Mike on social media, on Twitter, said uh, Bay for Jan as well. Bay for Jan as well. Agree with me. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. That's not a bad one, man. All right, hey, how good was the Jaguars' rookie class? I think it was one of the best in the NFL. Uh, The highlights, of course, being Gardner Minshew. Correct. Josh Allen. Correct. Jawan Taylor. Say no more. Right? Yep still a little bit of an unknown with a guy like Josh Oliver. Yep. I think, you know, obviously
3: Quincy Williams. uh, You know, I think the jury's still out on him. But, you know, let's be honest. I mean, he he got benched halfway through the season. So I think there's some improvement from his standpoint. But I think the the first three picks were chef's kiss.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, Here's what uh, NFL.com says. NFL rookie report card. San Francisco got an A. They were the best team. How about this? Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, yeah. Jalen Hurd, honestly don't know how much he did at the receiver position. Um Mitch Wischnowski, punter, so he must have played. I was
3: gonna say not something like a punter or a lineman, but okay. But here's
1: the one, you know, that really put this over the top is Dre Greenlaw. Yeah. Really played well at linebacker uh for San Francisco. Caden Smith, uh, Justin Skuel, Tim Harris, uh, as well in the sixth round. So I'm not sure if those guys uh, actually Scule fifteen games, eight starts. And, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurd didn't do much. So they were heavy with Bosa, who was the rookie of the year. Devo Samuel, who was on his way to an MVP in the Super Bowl, quite frankly. Correct. And uh, their punter played a lot. And Dre Greenlaw was fantastic. I thought Mm -hmm. he was really good. So uh, they got an A. Tampa Bay, A minus. I was surprised at this one a little bit. Devin White, Sean Murphy Bunting, who was very good. He was. Uh, Jamel Dean, corner. Mike Edwards, safety. Got a lot of starts out of this group. Anthony Nelson, a defensive end, in the fourth round, and then uh, their kicker played as well. Matt Gay, I mm-hmm. uh, drafted him in the fifth round. Boy, they love drafting kickers, and uh, that got an A minus. So White played well. Yeah. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, I think, played really well. Honestly, I don't know how well those other guys played, but it must have been pretty good.
3: See, and listen, and I don't know what exactly constitutes like, for these you know for these grades overall, but to me, I put a lot
1: of stake on that first round pick because obviously it's the most Absolutely, important thing. Sure. So yeah. Uh, third, so those were the two A's. Jags get an minus. A-. Obviously, Allen, Joan Taylor. They had Josh Oliver and Quincy Williams. Raquel Armstead, Gardner Minshew, Dontavious Russell. Uh, very good. Let's see what they say, okay? Let's start with the most interesting development, otherwise forgettable Jags season. Minshew Mania. I won't go completely overboard here because, let's be honest, at least some of the allure had to do with the mustache and the headband. Uh, that said, the jockstrap king posted a 21-6 touchdown inter- interception ratio, six and six as a starter. Fumbles were an issue. Overall, clearly outplayed prize free agent signing uh, Nick Foles. Uh, resident draft guru Daniel Jeremiah ranked Allen as number five overall rookie, second on defense behind only Nick Bosa, and offered this enticing appraisal: He has the potential to eventually lead the league in sacks, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody would disagree with that. So there you go. Also, an A-minus, by the way, the New York Giants. Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, DeAndre Baker, uh, amongst some of the names. Julian Love from Notre Dame, another one who played 15 games. So they got a lot of value out of their draft picks, uh, including their quarterback. But the Jags, I mean, right in the conversation for the best draft class in the NFL, and and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, it's it's probably the reason why Dave Caldwell is back. I'm not sure without this kind of draft class if he comes back. Because the Jags would have been in a worse position, one, because Gardner Mitchell might not have been there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And you get a lot of love for Gardner Mitchell. Yeah, did you get a little lucky with Gardner Mitchell? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The draft is a lot about luck, by the way.
3: It is, absolutely. And uh, one of my biggest surprises of this whole thing was who was number 31st. I didn't even go all the way down.
1: The New England Patriots. Were they? Yeah. 31st. Might finally catch up to him, right? Might
3: catch up. And it goes to show you just how important you know, even for the rookies coming in when you can get a couple starters that can play right away and they're productive,
1: it makes the world of difference in the NFL. What I want to ask though about this with the Jags rookie class is, I'm going to go down the list. Mm-hmm. Where do you see him over the next the remainder of their contract at the very least? Okay. Josh Allen. Bonified stud. Starter. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I but mean, stud. Yeah, I,
3: I think we're talking uh, he could be a legitimate all-pro in the next couple years.
1: If he has less than eight sacks I'm not going to set the bar too high, because you can easily... You can have a good year and still have eight sacks, like Jan had a good year and had eight sacks. Calais has done it many times in his career. And depending on their rotation, you know, he didn't have a ton of snaps, but he ended up with ten and a half sacks this year. Mm -hmm. If you get... Eight. If you have less than eight sacks from Josh Allen, you'd be highly disappointed. Without a doubt. Highly
3: because keep in mind, he didn't play on the field the whole time either. Yeah. You know, he was splitting reps with Yannick and a little bit. And then what they asked him to do in the base packages as well, he was playing that big defensive end spot. And unfortunately, with that big defensive end spot, Brent, when you're in that, that stance where you're more in that, that run uh, kind of stance, It's really conducive to pass rushing. So from that perspective, yeah, if he gets below eight
1: next year, it's going to be a huge disappointment. Jawan Taylor. I thought Jawan Taylor was really good. What I don't know, because it's really hard to categorize, is he a pro caliber guy? Is he an all-pro caliber guy? He might be. You know, I look at that last rookie season as, say, he played 16 games. I would say 13 of those he played really well. Mm -hmm. In the games that he didn't play well, it seemed like it compounded. Sure. Like, he got beat up pretty good in those games. It felt like, at least. I don't know if that's what the, the grades would say, yeah. but for my eyes, it felt like he had three games maybe, maybe even a fourth or a second, maybe it was two, three, or four, that he was like, oof. He sh- the rookie blues are showing up. But I thought consistently across the board, he looked the part, and I think he's on his way. Now, a lot of times with Lyman, it depends how good you are offensively and how good your Perfect. team is, but he's on his way, I think. To be the right tackle, of the Jacksonville Jaguars for a very long time.
3: I agree. I think he's got the right kind of mindset. He's got the prototypical. Well, it's funny because he doesn't remind me of a right tackle when I talked to him for the first time because he's actually like a really fashionable and <laughs> kind of like up-to-date kind of dude, right? Like the right tackle, I always think of this grimy, like eats glass type of guy. Yeah, yeah. But when you he see him, he wears John, a man purse. I mean, oh, no, I'm sorry. satchel. Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, well, fashionable. Is, you okay, satchel. okay, yeah, satchel. It's a satchel. Yeah, he's like Indiana Jones. So from that standpoint, yes, like he is kind of interesting guy off the field, but on the field, I mean, just watch one game of him and focus on him. The guy plays with bad intentions, especially in the run game. I think once he produces a little more in the pass game, you know, he gets his footwork right in his hand placement. I think he's he, he could possibly be a pro boy going forward, but once again, it's like you said, it kind of all depends how good the offense is as a whole.
1: Obviously, Gardner meant this is the year Started to find going out. Forward, yeah. This is the year, and if he's the guy, this will be looked at as a draft that is unbelievable mm-hmm. if he's the guy going forward and successful as the guy. That's a huge if right now. Yeah. But he did his job in year one. not even going to worry about Dontavius Russell. He's a depth guy at the moment. We'll see if he becomes more than that. I think Raquel Armstead came out a little bit. I will tell you that they like him, but it's hard to buy into anything. We didn't see enough of him. Yeah, once again, I mean, he's a guy that runs with
3: bad intentions. You know, I think people were very intrigued with him in the preseason. Um, people were excited for for him. But at the same time, to me, he's like a Leonard Fournette clone, and you really don't see that a lot. I guess what the Ravens do it a lot with that Smash ball style of football But usually what you want is you want that change of pace guy. And I think they try to make him that a little bit, even though he's not that. So if he can improve in the pass game, he could be a reliable backup. But if he can't get in the pass game a lot, I don't
1: see the point of keeping him out there if you have Leonard Fournette. Outside of Gardner Minshew, your third-round guys are the swing guys of this draft. Because Gardner Minshew alone can make this draft an unbelievable draft. But Josh Oliver, who we know nothing about, quite frankly. It's really hard to know. And Quincy Williams who did not get off to a great start in his career. He was asked to do way too much. Mm-hmm. But if he can recover and be a player of some prominence, I'm not even talking a Pro Bowl guy, I'm just talking about a role player of sorts or fit a need that the Jags have and do it effectively and efficiently, and and Josh Oliver becomes the guy they hope he is and can stay on the field, because now all of a sudden you really hope he's healthy in year two or he's going to get that label of being an yeah. injured guy. Well, they can swing this draft class and that pendulum would really swing in a big way, whether those two guys are good or not. Yeah, so
3: with Josh Oliver, I'm not going to fault the guy for, for being hurt. You know, I mean, injuries do happen in the NFL. I'm not going to call the guy injury-prone or anything like that. We'll see what happens this year. Obviously, I think they missed him, especially in the red zone, kind of being that big body a little bit. Um, so it's, it's hard to, to say what Josh Oliver is going to bring to the table. Uh, obviously, I'm intrigued, especially with Gruden coming in, who loves to use the tight end. Think of Jordan Reed, you know, like when Jordan Reed was healthy, uh, they loved going to him, Vernon Davis as well. Not saying Josh Oliver's, you know, up to those guys' uh, capabilities quite yet, but I think that if Josh Oliver is healthy... They will look his way a lot, and then Quincy Williams. Listen, I, I, I've been a big proponent of this, where I say you make your biggest strides from your first year to your second year. And in dealing with Quincy Williams, it wasn't a fact that you know he was getting manhandled. Um, you know, he was just he didn't have the strength, he didn't have the speed. Where his problems came, it was more of just the X's and O's type. It was just trying to see the coverages and things weren't appearing to him as fast as he would like to. Well, that comes with film study, that comes with, you know, just getting with your coaches and getting with the vets and just trying to see, hey, if you have cover three, this is where I have to be. If I have quarters coverage, this is where I have to be. So with him, it's more of just a mindset than it is actually the physical capabilities. So with that being said, I can see Quintuim's Williams obviously contributing to special teams right away because the guy, you yeah. know, plays with bad intentions, comes downhill and flies around like a missile. And I think if he just gets the, you know, the the mindset down and then the head part down, um, he could maybe be a contributor at starting again.
1: Well, so I think he was asked to do too much too early, but it's also a fair point to say when a guy comes from Murray State, mm-hmm. that leap from an X's and O's standpoint, like yep. if you had to play linebacker when you first came in the league instead of defensive end, how much <laughs> would Those your head playbooks look a little
3: different, Brent, you know? than defensive line. Yeah. And,
1: and so I think that's a fair question. I, I think he's got the pedigree with his brother to lean on. Mm-hmm with the he's a he's a nice uh, young man i think he really wants to kind of absorb and learn mm-hmm. and I think miles jack needs to take him under his wing a little bit and hopefully they don't ask him to do as much because they've got more depth at linebacker in 2020 uh, before we take a break we're gonna get the ball and falling a little bit but i know Mike's been hanging on the line submarine so Mike uh, has a little bow and falling for us here on a Friday so let's welcome him in on action sports jack's ESPN 690 what's up man
2: hey guys. So I got a ballin' and I got a tie for fallin'. The ballin' is the Jacksonville Icemen. They've won four straight. They have three games at home this weekend. They're working on the playoff push, and they're really starting to come together. So winning four straight in any league is something to be proud of. Thanks for stealing my Uh, ballin'
1: today, uh, Submarine Mike. That (laughs) was Jacksonville Icemen. They got a big home game tonight, big uh, stretch, really. Eight of nine games at home, and I think uh, 17 of their final 27 at home, so get on out to see the Icemen. They got a, they had a huge yep. weekend last weekend. They did. So
2: my fallen part one of fallen is to me. I've got to miss my first ever Iceman games tomorrow on Sunday, as I've got Daytona tickets and I just I can't. As awesome as I am, I can't be in two places at once.
4: Fair enough. The
2: other fallen tied with me is Austin for hanging up his t-shirts. Just wrong, dude. Just wrong. Yeah, it's like the,
1: the guy should drive a Lamborghini or
4: something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thanks, Summer and Mike. Have a good weekend, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy Daytona. You too. Uh, hey, by the way. I can't fold, Brent. What do you want me to do? Your like, mom your mom listens to the show, right? She does, of course. She never tells you how to fold?
3: I mean she taught me, but dude, I just I never pay attention. Like she's trying to teach me, I just I'm not a good folder. And dude, you just take it off the hanger, you're good to go. And let's be honest, there's T shirts right now that are in your drawer that have just they're, they're lost. They're, less, they're, they're, they're lost like four layers deep,
1: and you probably don't even know you have that shirt anymore.
2: Less wrinkled if you hang them up, too. Thank you, Kuz.
1: Is this really that big a shock to people? Kuz, I just, when Austin said, I don't know how to fold, I really just felt like I was at the kitchen table with my kids. <laughs> and they're up, telling John? me some reason why they can't do something, like What's put up, their man? dishes away.
3: Can't fold, can't do
1: it. Do their homework. I'm a non-folder. And they gave me, I don't know how to fold. Dude. Hey, guess what? kids today you have youtube go learn figure it out A little how-to video on how to fold your clothes so you don't have to hang up your t-shirt Austin. what's wrong i don't have those to hang up i only have like two collared shirts i gotta hang up something oh that's true yeah there you go we'll be back action sports shacks on espn 691 final half hour to go for the jacksonville international auto show our coverage brought to you by the first coast acura dealers All right, welcome back to the Jacksonville International Auto Show. Brent Morton, Austin Lane here at the Prime Osborne downtown. Now, the show goes all the way through Sunday. So tomorrow and Sunday, come on out to the convention center and uh, take a look at all the vehicles around, some pretty cool scenes, a lot of good uh, folks down here, and uh, been a pretty good atmosphere down here with uh, folks strolling through and taking a look at the uh, newest brands and newest makes and models uh, in the auto world. Our coverage brought to you by First Coast Acura Dealers. And uh, we've got 15 minutes or so left in in a week that's uh, seen us go all over the place. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're in Gainesville and Daytona and... UNF Arena, uh, one more time, a good win for the Ospreys last night over J.U. They sweep the River City Rumble series. They are alone in first place for the time being. Uh, they're home again tomorrow night against the uh, University of North Alabama. That's another big one. You and then call a it? showdown. I'll have that one tomorrow nice. on the ESPN+. Plus. And a showdown next Thursday against Liberty, which really could determine uh, who wins the league. Uh, Ospreys already have a game in hand on Liberty, so uh, a win would essentially clinch. That Although Stetson's not out of the mix in the three-hole either. Uh, meanwhile, Jacksonville University has some work to do now to get back up to that four spot. But they control a little bit of their destiny there. So a good couple of weeks coming up in the A-Sun. And uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Check out the game at UNF Arena tomorrow night, 5 o'clock or on ESPN+. A little bowing and falling. Got some crazy headlines as well to get to. Nice. A little bit of everything today. This has been a hodgepodge day. It's
3: been a, it's, you know, it's been a classic Valentine's it's Day. It's kind of like,
1: I, I do feel like uh, uh, this, is a, this is like a weird end to a week that has been a wild couple of really few weeks. So I mean, we went from Super Bowl to the whole two home games in London, mm-hmm. which became crazy here in Jacksonville. Took on a life of its own. To ShotCon, even more comments earlier in the week. Yep. And now things have kind of settled down. And if you look at the sports landscape, baseball's starting, football's done, NBA's in all-star break mode, Jags are quiet. It's kind of this calm before the storm because the combine's on the horizon, decisions being made about players, what will they do with Yannick Ngakwe and A.J. Boye, Calais, Campbell, and others. And uh, then, of course, it ramps right into free agency. So uh, this is a little bit of the calm in what could be a wild couple of weeks to come, starting with the combine in about a week. My ballin' was the Iceman, but I've now switched Mike, the uh, Iceman home tonight and uh, really for the next couple weeks. So go out and see the Iceman. Yeah. Uh, check the calendar on the schedule, jacksvilleiceman.com, and support the Iceman as they try to make a playoff push here. Uh, they get hot. They've won four in a row. But then Coos said, hey, you could do this for ballin'. How about A-Rod wanting to buy the New York Mets? You like the concept mm. of that?
3: I mean, I guess I don't. I don't hate it, you know. I mean, I think it's another storyline that baseball desperately needs. Um, obviously, I think you know, being a former Yankee like he was, that would probably rub some people the wrong way a little he grew bit. Rub a
1: Mets fan though. Oh, did he really? Yeah,
3: but like, so I mean, you know, it's better than anybody. So, in terms of like, you know, the Subway Series, like, is there a lot of, I guess. Animosity built towards Yankees and Mets fans when they go against each other, well, or not? I mean, it's not like Boston, and New York, obviously.
1: But. Well, there is, but the problem is the Mets haven't been good. Gotcha. You know, it, both all those things are at fever pitch when both teams are good. Okay. And it's been a while since the World Series, okay. you know, Since the Mets and, and uh, Yankees were that, but yeah, the, the Mets always play little brother to the Yankees in New York. Yeah. Uh, what I find interesting about potentially a rod, and it's not gonna, I doubt it happens, but I like the concept of these players getting involved more than I thought I would like the concept of players getting involved in ownership. One, it shows how much money these guys made mm-hmm. and have. I mean, the Mets might be worth over $2 billion. Now, he's not going to buy them outright by himself. Derek Jeter put in, I think, $25 million and bought the Marlins for like $1.2 billion. Mm-hmm. So he had 10 or 11 other investors, I think, involved with him. But I kind of like the idea. That's the same division, too. So you'd have Jeter and A-Rod, who used to man the left side of the Yankees infield. Yeah. Now going head to head in ownership. Yep. Fascinating.
3: Not too sad. Let's be honest, man. I think A Rod's kind of tired of kind of being in J Lo's shadow a little bit, man. He's got to branch out and do his own thing again. So I'm actually, you know what? I'm, I'm for A Rod doing this. Hopefully he does.
1: I I, uh, I, I looked up uh, like an article on it. They said A Rod is worth about $350 million okay. and J Lo is worth like $400 million. So they can hey, go in together and, and power like the base of, of that group.
3: Hashtag power couple. Yeah. Man, uh, good for them.
1: All right. So that's my balling. I like got? it, balling, man. It could have been fallen too, depending on how you want to interpret it.
3: <laughs> balling, we got a new, uh, we have another UFC card coming up to you this weekend, Brent. Uh, it's going to be UFC Rio Rancho in New Mexico, featured by Corey Anderson and Jan Blachowicz. Uh, quick fun fact about Jan Blachowicz: If you were at a police station and you told, what do you call people that, that draw like with the with this uh, suspect. the sketch artist? Yeah, and if you tell a sketch artist that it was a Polish MMA fighter. And they drew it up. He would look exactly like Jan Lokowitz, man. He's just he's, he's that he's that gritty type of uh, of, of fighter, man. So this matchup is interesting from from singly from the standpoint of the winner of this fight could get John Jones actually at light heavyweight, um, depending what they do with Dominic, uh, You know, again coming back if they want to under the rematch or not. So keep an eye on that one. But what I'm going to watch it for is actually the co-main event. It features two of the craziest dudes, and I'm not even exaggerating, two of the craziest dudes in UFC. Number one, Diego Sanchez, who's been doing it forever. He's one of the oldest fighters in the UFC. Um, people can I kind of remember from the glory days a little bit of his walkouts. Actually walked to the cage one time um, with a cross sort of along his back with a giant wooden cross he carried out on his back. So the guy's kind of wild from that standpoint. And then his opponent, Michael Pierre, kind of new to the UFC, but Brent, I'm sure you've seen this guy before, too. He's the guy that, like does the back flips off the cage during a fight and yep, stuff. Yep. So he's fighting that guy. So it's literally two of the craziest fighters you can imagine. So be a wild fight. Locked in a cage. I hope it's going to be a
1: wild fight. It's yeah. going be quite a show Absolutely. at the uh, All right, I'm going to go fall, and I'll, uh, I'll give you an update with Tiger Woods. He uh, not good today, uh, over par, uh, a couple over par, and he's even going into the weekend. Uh, he should make the cut unless I'm missing something. But uh, Tiger Woods, not great. I don't think that's the idea. Is to win at Riviera, though getting 83 anywhere would be a good good thing. But how cool would it be if he got 83 at the Players Championship and broke the record? You know, Tiger, you know, is gearing up for the Players and the Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I, I do think we got to be a little careful too. Every time Tiger plays bad, you know, in, in the last handful of years, or, or isn't as good as he, he, you know, could be. Sure, everyone's like, oh no, Tiger's 44,
4: time to hang it up. Yeah. It's
1: like, that's what happens in golf. We don't yeah. say that about any other golfer. Yeah. That's what happens in golf. So, hey, you know what? A little up and down. Figure out the game. Still early in the year. And uh, be peeking at the players and, and especially the Masters for him. Trying to get another major coming off the defending champ and uh, in, in getting the win in 2019. So, a little update. But uh, follow it if you're a Tiger fan, because he's now like eight eight or nine shots off the lead.
3: Well, your, your balling was supposed to be the ice bin revolving around hockey. My falling actually revolves around the NHL and Jeremy Roenick. Um, you see what happened oh, with him? Yeah, so Jeremy Roenick went on Barstool Sports and unfortunately made some unflattering remarks about one of his co-workers, uh, who happened to be a female. Needless to say, those remarks got Jeremy Roenick fired and no longer working with NBC Sports, which is kind of like the big NHL carrier. So, um, yeah. I guess don't, you know, make advances about your co workers on different radio shows would be the advice here,
1: <laughs> obviously. Okay, I won't.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> well, you got these Valentine's Day hearts. a yeah, dangerous
1: day today for that. <laughs> yeah, it is. The, uh, you know, I will say this. It's interesting about the Roanick stuff. Radio in general, mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, well, you know, and we're having a lot of fun. It's like we don't even know we have a microphone on.
3: Oh, I never do, Brent. You know? Yeah. Right? I haven't so noticed like, yet.
1: And we're just—I uh, just said it to you actually in the commercial break. I'm like, I always wonder what these people were. They're in an auto show. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're yelling something like they must be like, "What the heck are those people doing?" Exactly. Be, right. Yeah. Uh, and we're just oblivious to it. We got course, airfo- headphones we're, on.
3: We're and, in the zone, Brent.
1: And I do think like the barstool sports and everything else—they are so edgy. Yeah. And you can say so much that you got to be really careful what you say. Now, listen, some of it, you, you should probably never say it. But my point being, there's. There's that line that is so easy to approach, and almost like the bar stools and some of those other um, platforms want you to approach that on so many other different levels. Mm-hmm. And they're almost okay with some things. to would be like, you're okay with that? Well, and then they're like, well, that's yeah. not okay. You know, so it's you got to know the line. And, and uh, I mean, we all have to know the line. Yeah. But I think we're only caught in that somehow. Well,
3: and especially when you're in that kind of environment, too, right? Like, guys are just being guys, you want to say, and, like, oh, I mean, i anything think twice. That doesn't it doesn't work these days anymore. It does not work that extent. day. Exactly. And that's my point, is that you cannot be doing that anymore. Especially, listen, Jeremy Roenick is one of the biggest faces of, you know, like the NHL media. I mean, I consider him kind of like a Charles Barkley for NBA. That's Jeremy Roenick, man. The guy's got a big personality. He's, you know, he's definitely a comedian and everything. And obviously, it's not a good look on his part. He he kind of threw away a chance. I mean, I'm sure he'll get offered someplace else. But you just, dude, you got to be smarter than that. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Absolutely, uh, you better be uh, smarter than that. All right, what you got coming up this weekend, man? So
3: uh, Saturday, I'll be in Tallahassee. Uh, we, we have some fighters from our gym that are going to be taking part. Oh, nice. So yep, we have an amateur and a pro that are taking part. So I'm going to be there cornering them and everything like that. And besides that, so what are do you doing of- that? So, uh, I hold the ice bucket. Um, I give him advice. You know, I can do that.
1: Like I can't give advice, but I can hold
3: the ice bucket. Well, first of all, you need to understand if I fight in a cage or a ring. Once we establish that, then we'll get to phase two.
1: I'm like nine out of ten on the
3: cage. Yeah, seven 48. out of ten. Yeah, okay, you're, you're, about, you're about 70% from the field goal percentage. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, me, i the fights in Tallahassee Saturday, and besides that, just uh, hanging out with the family.
1: You? Um, yeah, not too much. I've got a game tomorrow, but not... Uh not a whole lot other than Daytona. Do you, so. do you got a baseball game or a softball game? No, i got a hoops game. Oh, you oh, oh that's actually, right. the I got kids you. are off this weekend. Nice. And so uh, we've got Daytona, though. Uh, cool. Daytona's coming up. And again, uh, you know, you watch all our coverage on Fox Thirty. We start at noontime in the race. Hopefully it's a good race. Entertaining race. Uh, last night, the duels really, eh, not that entertaining. I mean, you have to really like racing <laughs> to enjoy and appreciate, like last night's duels. Like Kurt Busch tried to... Make it a three-way split right down the sure. down the stretch, and it didn't matter. Um, uh, William Byron ended up winning, but it would be cool if a big name wins, Jimmy Johnson or somebody in his final race, or if we have some. You hate to say it, but if we have the big one and everybody's okay, exactly, <laughs> right? no, for sure. You, you want uh, it, that's part of it. That's yeah. part of the sport. So um, hey, good weekend, ahead. Hopefully, everybody else has a good weekend as well. We'll be back at it uh, next week, and then a week from. Uh, next week. So in, in a couple of weeks we'll be at the NFL Combine. Things start to heat up for the Combine, who the Jags may look at. And you'll wonder if we could get some news next week on who they could release mm-hmm. and who they might release, or if they do release, actually, people, because that's starting to trickle down now in the last couple of days in the NFL. Well, we hope you have a good weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us all week long from all over the place here in northeast Florida, from Gainesville to Daytona to UNF Arena, and now here at the Prime Osborne Jacksonville International Auto Show. Thanks to First Coast Acura Dealers for their support of our coverage here on Friday. This show goes all weekend long right here at the Prime Osborne, so come down and check it out. For Coos in Austin Lane, I'm Brent Martineau. We'll see you on TV all weekend long, CBS forty seven and Fox Thirty. Thanks Happy everybody. Valentine's Day, oh, Brent. Happy Valentine's Day. Here's the, the heart to send you home on. <laughs> DMs. It says Hug Me. There it is. Ah, very nice. Just ask for permission first. Just grab a hug. There you go. Good night, everybody.